Velma's introduced is she walks in from the shadows like in a hoodie or whatever covered up and then hits a girl across Daphne. the face. She hits Daphne. Hits Daphne with a field hockey club and then it's revealed it's Velma and then they act like that didn't happen. They just move on with the scene. They're like, ugh, Velma, what are you doing in here? Gross. Like, that girl just walked in and hit her in the head yeah. with a... Is Velma so supposed really to be like bad. an angsty... Teenager? We don't know, I yeah. guess. No, Underappreciated. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's it's bad though. It's we're yeah. Let's move. Let's yeah, every scene was terrible. Yeah, I would say Velma was awful. But let's let's go into a happy thing. Let's just start. I guess the. Are we ready? Are we good. I'm good. Okay. Hello, hello. <laughs> it's mine. Don't do that. <laughs> now I can't do it. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Too Much Free Time Podcast. I'm your I'm host, Mark Burris. With me, as always, is Peter Blankenship. Yeah. <laughs> and John Girdler. We're back. We're back. Attempt two. God, I'm going to say that no. I'm putting it out there that we tried <laughs> to do it sucks. earlier and we we failed as a team. It's a team effort and we failed as a team. Yeah. We dropped the ball. Should another, we do another like, another movie for the vault that we may return to? <laughs> Should we do a recap for our listeners of previously? Previously, all I don't remember what the real one was. Was it old? It yeah, had to be something. No, we did old last year. In oh, the, I meant a recap of the yeah. last episode that yeah that we just failed at. Oh yeah, why? <laughs> I don't know. We can move on, though. But we decided to kick things off with a movie I feel like everyone watched over Christmas because it came to Netflix on, on Christmas Day. Around but, then. Yeah, The Glass Onion had a limited theater run, but it was Ryan Johnson's sequel to Knives Out, the return of Daniel Craig as uh, Blanc, the detective. Benoit LeBlanc. Benoit LeBlanc, uh, which I love the character. Of, like I I Same. I've said it multiple times that I like this idea of this is post James Bond Daniel Craig like post having to do all this effort to yeah. be like this I'm getting swamp. too old for this yeah to just have like such a fun character to fall into that he gets to do these movies for and stuff like I super liked it I enjoyed Knives Out a lot I was surprised by it I didn't see it in theaters because I was still angry at Ryan Johnson for Last Jedi see our Last Jedi episode for why but. Uh, so I waited till it came out on Amazon or whatever. I finally watched it, and I was bummed I didn't see it in theaters because it was really enjoyable. I really liked it. Uh, did you guys like Knives Out? I, I did. A huge fan. Yeah. It, it was. It was just a very fun whodunit. It's fun to have that many characters and all of them be like pretty well known actors. It, it just adds more flavor. Um, I will say my initial take on Glass Onion to start off is I enjoyed Knives Out more, but I did have fun with Glass Onion. I I enjoyed it in the fun aspect of it. Uh, around the table, what did you guys initial thoughts? John, ladies first. I, I agree with you. I think you I like, fell for it. I like <laughs> I like the original Knives Out a little bit better. I have high praise for this movie, and I love a good whodunit. I feel like that's why I like Scream. Why aren't there more of these movies made? They always do well. People always enjoy them. I, I think there should be more of them. I, I do think there's going to be... A, people have kind of speculated that there's going to be a return to the whodunit. Like, that's the next phase of I'm here for movies it. people are going to turn out. I'm here for I, it. Yeah, they're I usually like it. just, like, miniseries. Like, yeah. the, like, the BBC does a ton. Oh, yeah. Well, because uh, whodunit's easier to do over a show because you can play more of the slow burn and set up multiple clues as opposed to in a movie you got to do it pretty quick. And that can lead to sometimes being too obvious. So the audience figures it out too early and so that's kind of the risk you run with it being in a movie but i still enjoy them they're very fun um but peter your thoughts 
Yeah, so Black Knives Out a lot. I felt like this movie. It's gonna sound like I'm tooting my own horn here, but I I saw everything, and I know that like part of the point was that it was like showing you things, and it was questioning: Did you actually see what you thought you saw? But it's like I saw the whole thing. I saw I saw the things. You're really tooting your own horn here. Yeah. 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 Okay, Peter, calm down. But, but that like, sound okay, like a we horn. get it. You're a smart movie watcher. <laughs> I I know that's not the point of what he's saying, but I'm really disappointed in my horn sound effect. That just felt so low like effort. It was a little <laughs> off. In, in Knives <laughs> Out, when uh, you know we're all like, "Oh, Chris Evans, wow!" And really, the only thing you saw was like switching out the pill bottles. And then this this movie, like, I think they're like, "How many other things can we hide in plain sight?" Quote unquote, because you know they're talking about in that movie. It's a little meta. Well, uh, yeah, and they but they show everything. Well, there's there's a lot of misdirects, but I would agree with you that some of the misdirects are too obvious. Where it's like you you just feel like that's there to be a red herring and a misdirect. Did you feel the same way about Knives Out, the first one, or were you caught off guard by? No, I was caught off guard because okay. they didn't show you. Okay, everything. so that's the point you're making. Yeah, this yeah. and then okay. like, um, I mean, obviously the biggest twist of like andy and everything no i didn't see that coming because like that just wasn't presented to us right but then at the end when leblanc's like going through everything of like but what did you actually see it's like yeah i mean i saw all these i saw all these things i knew i knew who it was the entire time yeah Um, i uh i mean we'll get to it when we get to that section but i remember distinctly i because i watched this with my parents and i said out loud when with the glass switch I oh, did. Yeah. I did see that one, but I read online a lot of people didn't. That seems to be one of the things people missed, and I thought that was interesting. That seems to be divided. I mean, he hands it to him. It's not even just like a glass switch, right? Like, Here, it's in your hand, right? And <laughs> like, oh, oh, duh. But and then I'm, when he drank it, it's like, oh yeah. I mean, he did say pineapples, so like, duh. <laughs> well, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, visually, people did not notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, or the, or the the gun in his hand is like, I saw it. Mm. Uh, yeah, and then uh, one one online one online though I saw that was funny is something about I, I guess I didn't know this interview. Ryan Johnson had gave an interview about Knives Out saying that when he tried to give the family members iPhones because they were gonna have all the characters have iPhones, oh. um, that Apple has some thing about the villain can't have an iPhone, right? Oh, I and feel like so, I've heard that before. And yeah. one, so one of the tells. That if you knew that interview was that Chris Evans has an Android. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And um, so I I looked for that this time just out of for fun or whatever. And so I got I did get a little it did play into the red herring of it being passed around and stuff like that, and then him not having the phone. Like I thought that was funny. Uh but Well then they had that cool uh the phone that folds oh the folding but, flip phone mm, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i mean isn't that the google is that the google one i don't know i've seen them though i just saw it i was like ah it's a new phone <laughs> yeah i don't know it there's a lot of really fun things that i enjoyed of it but i read a lot of people didn't like it, it's weird i think people wanted this to be smarter than it was and i i feel like that's weird because even when you smarter. go back to night knives out it's not that it's a super like only an intellectual would have figured this out. You <laughs> like know what I mean? It's not yeah. super. Shut up, man. That's yeah, not we're what I'm not, saying. <laughs> yeah, we're not all Peter. In this <laughs> but um, it's it, like it's supposed to be a fun, you know, approachable. Yeah, approachable for everyone who done it. Not supposed to be this like Ryan Johnson being like, "Aha, I sm- outsmarted everybody" kind of thing. It's supposed to be fun. So the 
I'm not even gonna say lowbrow, but that like a lower level of mystery doesn't take away from my enjoyment when the point is just it's like you're along for the ride for this mystery. It's not a you know and maybe some laughs along the way. Yeah. What did you guys uh I mean before we like really kick it off, what did you guys think of the I guess stereotype is the way to describe it. Because each character is make besides Blanc and Andy slash Helen are a character, like a caricature of a type of person we see in society. Like you know, yeah, the, we live in this. Yeah, yeah, like the influencer, the, the red pill. Yeah, the red pill guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all you know, all that different stuff. I was curious what you guys thought of that. Do you think it was too on the nose? Like some of them, I thought were a little heavy handed. Like even I though I laughed at Dave Batista's, his I thought was the most heavy handed. I thought Catherine Hahn and oh, I'm spacing on his name who played the scientist. Theirs was a little bit more nuanced, but still very, you know, not on the nose, but pretty close to on the nose. That's kind of the point, though, right? Right. I mean, I I, I agree with so that. I think I it just, worked for the context of this movie, but I they're all know, unlikable. Yeah, and I just know a lot of the negative reviews I read about. Glass Onion were about people didn't like how caricature they were in terms of like how on the nose they were, but I felt like I felt like you couldn't have done it in another way. It wouldn't have been as. I mean, it just makes them less interesting. I could see that, but you know, you don't have time to f- like f- flesh them all out. We had two and a half hours. <laughs> we had a little time. I feel like in the in a who done it twenty minutes. You, you kind of need those like that uh much of a stereotype to some extent well i think it's a tell too because usually it's not the stereotype that makes them the murderer it's the thing that makes them different you know like the yeah. personality that makes them the murderer and since none of them had anything you're just like oh I, who who killed him who even knows but one thing one thing i i will say and i might i might circle back to you of that i appreciated towards like it clicked with me at the end of the movie when I realized what had happened, and in terms of not the who done it, but how the movie operated, how the mystery operated, I grew a more appreciation for how the characters are flat in these stereotype. You know what I mean? Because um, I mean, I guess I could just explain it now. Because it's basically it is Clue. Like they make a joke about it in the in the movie that you know. Blanc can't play Clue because it's too stupid. It's too like low level. It's not like he's bad at stupid things in his uh, in his mind. So, but that's what the mystery is. It's stupid. Where and it's also so each one of them is a character that you would see in like a board game where there's nothing past it of like a debutante and like a maid and uh, you know what I mean like going Professor. through the, right going through the Clue characters and the fact that like. They're solving the mystery by literally she's going from room to room, dumping their stuff. Yeah. Like it's all she's got the checklist, like notepad, liking clue. It is clue. And once that clicked at the end of the movie for me, I was like, okay, I got I got more enjoyment out of it. So that might be some of the things people might not have like really lock, locked onto. But but couldn't that also just be a way a safety net to protect a dumb movie is by having it be dumb already and like written in the movie it's a good safety net though <laughs> i mean if i go ahead and i say that it's going to be dumb <laughs> and then it's dumb can you really get on like that's just go right <laughs> even if that's true is there anything wrong with that i mean <sighs> i don't know it's just not as interesting as it could have been hmm. my frustration like 
LeBlanc at the end when he's just like, it's so stupid. <laughs> I, I love that that has become a meme. The It's so dumb, it's brilliant. No, it's not. No, it's, it's not. It's just it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing with LeBlanc, too, is like uh, his reintroduction into the movie where like he's kind of a buffoony dude and then it's at the dinner where he like switches on yeah and then you're like oh yeah because he's not he just pretends on tv and we had already seen knives out where like he comes in and he kind of acts dumb but then he's smart at the end and then this movie it starts him back over with him being dumb and then you're like is this him you're like oh no it's not because (laughs) he's really smart (laughs) yeah he's disarming in how he seems southern and ignorant i I do love i I think this was when knives out came out people were like oh i just didn't like his weird southern i'm like i loved it i thought it it was great it's intentionally weird though it's like a maybe like a south carolina old money it's south carolina with a little bit of yeah that savannah georgia part of it is just he can't do accents very well (laughs) (laughs) i really think that's it like but but i buy that accent from that area and i buy that he would keep it with the style he presents himself in where he's always wearing like a linen suit or something something very like southern flashy if that makes sense and by the way i watched this one and i kept thinking this is what I want for Peter once he gets older. I want him oh. to go into this style. Like when he shows up <laughs> at the pool in the uh, the matching top onesie thing. Not onesie, but the matching bathing suit shirt thing. Yeah, with a little ascot thing. Yeah, I, I want that for <laughs> you so bad. I just feel like you can really, you'd rock that. All of us, Out of all of us, you would be the one that could pull that off. I, I, think. Don't, uh, well, I want John to go into mm-hmm. the Dave Batista style. I want tats, guns, guns his in holster. his crotch. Yeah, out of all of us, I'm the only one who <laughs> could pull that off. <laughs> John, why'd you hide that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean. I mean, uh, you do have all the tats. So. <laughs> That's true. Our listeners may full, not know, but yeah, John's <laughs> over here rocking full sleeve tats. Is it a full sleeve if it's just the whole body? That's a good point. Where yeah. does the sleeve start and where does it end? Hmm. Um, I don't get sunburn. <laughs> That's <laughs> how it works. <laughs> I do. Uh, I like how this movie starts, though. And I, I, it's one of those things where it's similar to Knives Out, where the start of the movie kind of tells you its premise, where like the box seems super complicated, but it's not. It really is just a bunch of children's games. So where it's one of those things where it just at first glance you're like, oh, it's this mystery and it's you know in depth and oh, this would be hard to do. And the fact that the moms, yeah. Dave Batista's moms, that first just like one's a Fibonacci sequence. <laughs> <laughs> My, mom, mom, <laughs> stop. <laughs> that got me. I legitimately laughed at the mom and she's like, God, mom, I'm on the phone. Did you just tell your mother to shut up? <laughs> I like this introduction of the characters. Though. Yeah, I thought no, it was that pretty was interesting. Yeah, the introduction of the that. characters as they receive the box of you know Catherine Hahn is the uh, the congresswoman who's you know it, it's like very much told. She's the governor. Oh, run, sorry, and she's yes, going to run yeah. for like Congress or something. Or something. Yeah, yeah. So got she's the, the governor. Politician. Sorry, she's the governor of Connecticut, and she is hinted at being you know left wing grassroots movement. You know. She's, she says something about like I'm not going to budge on climate change, which I think is yeah. saying that she's fighting to combat it. Is the like front she puts up, but she's you know as we learn very clearly, just like that's a persona. Very she, clearly, ah, like a glass onion. Ah! Oh no, I meant clear the. Okay. Oh, clear I didn't go. <laughs> yeah, I didn't go. I didn't go clear with a K. Yeah, I, I thought that's pretty clever. Every but. kiss begins with. 
<laughs> clear. The um, but yeah. So we, you know, we learned she's may believe some of that, but she's not. She doesn't really care. Yeah, she doesn't. She's just happy to be in politics. I guess. Yeah. Uh, I thought her husband for a split second was Mike Birbiglio. That dude looks just like Mike <laughs> Birbiglio, and I know it's not Mike Birbiglio. I've seen that guy in a bunch of different stuff. Um, I always remember him though, as he's the audio engineer in Walk the Line that tells uh, <laughs> tells oh, Joaquin oh. Phoenix the whole like, if you were lying dead in the gutter, you had one song. That whole speech. Yeah. That's that dude. Wow, what a what a recognition. That out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I can't, I can't. You're Mark. <laughs> deep cut, yeah, I, and he I, loves that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's my superpower. It sucks, but that's what I got. The um, that's amazing, man. Uh, and then do we meet? The scientist next? Why am I spacing yeah. on his name? Lionel. 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 Yeah. Oh, Toussaint. His name's Lionel Toussaint. Not the actor, but the character. <laughs> uh, but we meet him, and he's the scientist that works at Edward Norton's Alpha. Alpha, which is clearly supposed to be an Apple slash, you know, Tesla, Alpha Elon Bet. Musk, you know, kind of billionaire business. Yeah. But he's a scientist, and it's we're inter- this is like our first hint that uh, Edward Norton's character is kind of a fraud buffoon kind of guy faxing all these dumb ideas i i laughed pretty hard at him just reading it because that felt so honest of like your boss just sending you shit just like i mean what how am i supposed to do with this this just says uber for biosphere like i don't know what that means and him just like passing along but it's like child equals nft and (laughs) that made them millions i feel like lionel is a good scientist name lionel is a good scientist name makes me think of a smart person I like his style too. He's one of the guys that, uh, besides Blanc, I was like, he's dressed pretty solid throughout this movie. I like his variation of cap and matching like suit stuff. Yeah. I liked, it. but yeah, Lionel. We get hint of was it? It's called cl- uh, clear, right? Mm-hmm. But it's supposed to be With some sort K, of hardened nitrogen chemical. Hydrogen. And uh, yeah. yeah, he's telling these group of scientists that they're still going to have to put it in a manned space shuttle and. We're getting hints of how dangerous that is, but it's not fully explained. And after that, we meet Dave Batista, right? Because I think it's hard cuts to him just doing the apology video. <laughs> uh, just like the sorry, Jimmy Kimmel, but like boobs are great, whatever speech he's giving. <laughs> I didn't <Can't> confirm. <laughs> I didn't recognize this girl, but uh, I had to IMDb her. But who plays whiskey is known for the. Uh, Outer Banks show on Netflix. Oh, Apparently, she's okay. like, she's big with the younger crowd because of shows like that. But uh, I have a vendetta against Outer Banks because there was a year long period where you couldn't turn on Netflix without getting the first like five seconds of that Outer Banks trailer. <laughs> I know what you're talking and I was going to yeah. punch a hole in the wall <laughs> if I had to hear one more time, Welcome to the Boneyard. <laughs> it's like a three layer burrito. You got the Jump and like breaking down. Oh my god, that that <laughs> commercial enraged me. Like I almost quit Netflix for a little while because of it. But she's like, they're she's dating Dave Batista. Their yeah, relationship's weird. It's, it's a little strange. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it's supposed to be dating, and then she's really doing it because she's just trying to ride his influence. They're right. all leeches. Yeah, to build her I'm own brand. Influence is that an euphemism? Right is influence, yeah. Because in more ways, yeah. Okay. Well, it's funny because they talk about like hanging on to the golden tit, you know, and like she's hanging on to Dave Batista's 
Yeah, and their first lines are like, sorry, feminist, I love my boobs. I thought that was pretty I don't know what that means, though. I was trying to think about that. Feminist, not like boobs? Well, I think... (laughs) I I was so confused what he was apologizing for, but I think that's supposed to be the point, that he said something so outlandish that there's really no, like, explanation to what he was really talking about. Well, because he said, you know, boobs give us milk, give us cheese. Cheese. And I was like, wait, who's... women's yeah i was like <laughs> making he's making mom milk cheese like what <laughs> this is the first uh point in the movie though that we get the like real world name drops like because he says yeah. sorry jimmy kimmel yeah. mm-hmm. and i like how they do that where it's like jared leto's alcoholic kabucha oh, jeremy yeah. renner's hot sauce like uh-huh. andy cooper <laughs> oh Anderson cooper's parties like i i liked that because it set it up more as a i think you had to do that in this movie because there were so many objects that had to be linked to this is our world kind yeah. of thing well and uh when we meet um kate hudson who we meet next yeah yeah the celebrities and stuff in her house oh yeah uh, she's having the like crazy party during uh covid <laughs> well i mean and and when they're solving the box together and the music starts and it's flipping yo-yo Ma. i was gonna ask i was like was that yo-yo Dude, Ma? it was he slides and he's like it's a fugue i was like that's yo-yo Ma. what's he doing in here <laughs> Which the COVID, it was funny, like the little moments, I guess, that they acknowledged it. But why was that part of the, was it filmed during COVID? I I think it was filmed. I think they filmed it in 2020. 2020, like in the fall. And it was supposed to come out 2021. But I think it was the whole, you know how everyone's movies release got shifted. I think because of that, it got pushed out. And they were just like, fine, we'll do it next holiday. And I think that ruined a little bit of the... Like, I think if we had all watched this while still in lockdown, a lot of it would have hit harder. Yeah, but at the same time, I was weird. watching this movie to get on a tangent. I was watching this movie, and I'm curious how many of the movies like this that I've seen that it's, it's hard for me to think because so many of them tackled COVID one way or the other. And, you know, like 20 years, is it going to be like kids will learn about the pandemic? But I don't think they'll get the nuances and the jokes because they're not as that's yeah, and that's actually exactly my point because there's like two moments where COVID's acknowledged, but it is like kind of a haha, like that's kind right, of right. Like when we the little vaccine thing, yeah. I mean, they write it out of the movie, yeah. <laughs> but like, Which why is it I even like, in there? I like yeah. that they write it out of the movie. That's a that's a funny with kind Ethan Hawke. Yeah, Ethan Hawke. <laughs> I, I didn't catch that. I'm torn. <laughs> really? He I'm, comes out and you're like. What is he doing? <laughs> and all he does is shoot that shit. I did mouth. keep thinking, like, when is Ethan Hawke going to come back? And, and same with, um, oh, why am I spacing on his name? Uh, who's Blanc? We find out his Blanc's boyfriend. Uh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant. <laughs> yeah. I kept. Um, Steven. <laughs> yeah. I kept debating, like, who was my favorite random cameo if it was Hugh Grant or I think I like the idea of Hugh Grant Daniel Craig relationship (laughs) I do too what (laughs) that's somehow he's wearing an apron (laughs) he was making yeast did you see the jar the uh making that's a see that's a COVID joke everyone was growing their own sourdough and stuff I didn't even think about that that was such like a thing at the beginning of lockdown to where that's not going to land at all. I mean, it's a subtle well, joke. And playing Quiplash and like, yeah. Among Us. It's like all these yeah, things are funny. Okay, but to be fair, 
a lot of other movies reflect things going on in the time that they are. Like, there's so many jokes. If we were to go back and watch things in the 80s and the like, things are they make cultural references and we don't get it now, or you get it because you remember what was going on. Well, that's like, my question is because it's hard for us to know because we can put the dots together. I'm curious if this is too deep of a reference, like some of it, or if it is like. Nah, I, cultural I don't think stuff that they'll be able much. to pick up through context clues. What was, what was I was like? What was happening in 2020? I don't remember. <laughs> um, oh, no. It's not even that important for the plot. But there's like a couple mask, like a couple jokes, like one of the mask jokes when they're eventually on the island is Kate Hudson's mask is no mask is no oh, yeah. mask. That was yeah. funny. But that was yeah. a reference to I remember this scandal. Uh, Lana Del Rey went to some book signing, basically wearing like a chainmail mask that wasn't a mask, and people <laughs> blew her up because like why? What's the point of that? And and then so, that is the point. That is right. The point. That is art. But yeah, Kate Hudson. I kept going back and forth and whether or not I loved her or was annoyed by her like Dude, when she was tripping top. at the end was amazing. I did I <laughs> did like that. And then I wasn't What pre- is reality? <laughs> I laughed out loud. <laughs> <laughs> she had some genuine great moment rea- like reaction moments through the movie, but like this introduction to her I kept being like, ah, this seems like a little too much. Mm. Her uh, her like assistant person or whatever Peg. you want to call it yeah I, my early theory was that she had done it i think but. peg was a like her whole character was a misdirect yeah her whole character is a like red hair you think something's gonna be with her because she's in this but she's just there as a distraction it got me well and i mean like you think kate hudson is she really this dumb and it's like no nah, dude her character really is this dumb yeah but like you think sweatshops that or got me. Sweatpants, <laughs> and then she's like, "I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that got me." The peg putting it together of the sweatshop thing made yeah. me laugh so hard. And then, like, it kind of explains, like, you know, it was a tribute to Beyonce, or you know, she right. just like says and does things because she's an idiot. <laughs> yeah, she just doesn't put it together. Yeah, but she says I, she's Harriet Tubman in spirit. You're <laughs> like, oh my gosh, we know people like that. Yeah, we just can't well, give them influence you know they can't yeah i just yeah like i I got her her that's her stereotype is she is the celebrity that's constantly being canceled because of dumb shit she says that's either racial or just inappropriate and so like yeah we're introduced to her she doesn't have her phone anymore because of her assistants like putting on a hiatus (laughs) she's like i didn't know that i thought it was just meant cheap (laughs) jewy yeah That, that got me i was like oh wow but um <laughs> yeah so that's her stereotype character and of course she gets a box and then after that is it who get, else gets the box is that does it show i mean it shows who the um because it's andy the, oh yeah it shows unquote. andy get oh, the box, but it's the after they solved it yeah that's it yeah because yeah. i was trying to remember the order of that but yeah we get to see them open the box it slowly opens and then it's a glass onion revealing an invitation for the murder mystery at you know Edward Norton's cool island. Uh, I'm gonna keep calling him Edward Norton. But what's his character name? Miles. Miles Braun. Miles Braun. Yeah. Um, and then which we, is yeah. an anagram for I don't know. I was, gonna uh, I was like, like wow, oh, shit, murderer. Enlighten me. <laughs> I was like, Peter, keep tuning that. <laughs> yeah. horn. You did it, buddy. Like <laughs> you really are smart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was very obvious. <laughs> It says I did it right in the cart. No, yeah. but um, uh, yeah, I liked the Andy introduction just because it was the her staring at the box, just 
off camera, come back with a hammer. Because it's dumb. It's yeah. Like, you don't need to do Beats this. it to shit. Yeah. Which was, yeah, like at the time, I mean, looking back, we see why, but it's kind of, it, it does give you some intrigue of like, well, huh. yeah, that was my first. I'm going to keep an eye on her. My first thing when it, like, you learn Andy's background, I immediately thought back to when she got the box. I'm like, but isn't, so she's supposed to be super intelligent. Why didn't she try this? And it's just like, oh, but then she you, knows who it's from and she'd be mad. Right. Right. It, right. it does a good job of your mind makes the jump of like, she wouldn't want to put up with this. She hates this guy. So yeah. that, I thought that was very just clever. Cut too. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, we're introduced to what Blanc's been up to, and he's chilling in a bathtub. And he's playing Among Us with Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury. Another COVID um, reference. Natasha, I forgot that actress's name. It's Natasha, but she's famous. And then, um, who else was in it? Is, there's it's two the a- Sondheim guy. Oh, Sondheim, who's who's dead now, R.I.P. And Angela Lansbury. And Angela Lansbury. And, um... Oh my God, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yeah, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Oh, I was like, yeah, why couldn't right. I think of his name? Kareem Abdul Jabbar. My dad says you don't try till the playoffs. The hell I don't. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's honestly one of my favorite lines of the entire movie. <laughs> the hell I don't. Just grabs the kid. <laughs> you're Kareem Abdul Jabbar. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I kind of forgot that that uh, they were playing Among Us because that's another co- like of the times of reference the time, that yeah, people in Zoom calls with playing games with friends or whatever. Yeah, we've all been there. Oh yeah, and yeah, he's just playing in the tub and. They're t- he's depressed because of lockdown. He hasn't been able to do any cases, so he feels like useless. But he sucks it. This is our first setup too. He's not good at Among Us because it's so simple and, in his mind, dumb that he can't figure out how to do it. Um, so that's a, like the first setup of why he can't put it together immediately when he gets there because it's so dumb he can't function. <laughs> Fun trivia fact. Uh, when Ryan Johnson was trying to explain to Angela Lansbury Among Us, just the rules or whatever, eventually she's like, it doesn't make any sense to me, but I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> you can just tell me what lines I have to say. <laughs> that's that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. But um, yeah, and then we hear, you know, while he's just talking about how he needs to get it back out there, knock at the door, there's a person here with a box. <gasps> Cut to the dock. And he's been up... Uh, as far as we know, invited to this island murder mystery as well. And <gasps> we all see them arrive. And Why is he getting one? Yeah. I uh, I didn't notice this. Someone online, when one of the reviews I wrote, caught it, and I didn't. Maybe Peter caught it because he's so that smart. It probably was yeah. Peter online, yeah. It, it probably was. I was probably found Peter's Reddit account or whatever. Oh, but no. when they arrive <laughs> at the dock, they all have their masks represent the, each of their personalities like more thoroughly and just their thought process where it's like LeBlanc has his mask on cleanly. It matches his outfit. He's obeying the COVID-19 rules. Um, Lionel shows up, and he has the N97, like legit, or not 97, 95, like legit mask that was recommended because he's a scientist, so he knows kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Catherine Hahn comes out. She's got a mask, but it's beige, and it's not on right. Like, it's barely hanging on because she's wearing it for appearance. She doesn't really care, but she has to look like she does. And then Birdie, uh, Kate Hudson shows up. Hers is a clear mask because she doesn't give a shit. And Dave Bautista and doesn't, doesn't even, even have, have one. one. Right. What was and Andy's? Whiskey. I don't remember Andy's. Oh, Andy didn't have one when she showed up either. Mm. Yeah, I don't... But I think I took that more... Because she arrives last like that. I think it was more of the they didn't want to cover her face because the point is they're surprised she's there. I love that they had the car, Ethan Hawke's car stop when she showed up. Yeah. But I hope I wanted them to show it like reverse and then, but it just cuts to him like shooting her in the mouth. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Ethan Hawke 
appearance. It's just funny. Yeah, just hair tied back. He's got like three lines of dialogue that are literally just like open mouth. No, you're nope. all good. Yeah, you're all good. You're all and good. it no, it doesn't have any pineapple. <laughs> like that. There's all Academy Award nominated actor Ethan Hawke does in this movie, and I loved it. Hey, <laughs> but it's our first um, Chekhov's gun. Yeah, is it? I mean, well, I guess it's not Chekhov's gun, but it oh, is. It sets it up is, the pineapple. It is pineapple, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's it was clue. so it was so loud. It's like oh, that's a clue. Yeah, <laughs> Duke don't swim with pineapple. Yeah, dance. Dance. I thought he said swim because I was confused why he would say swim because I'd never heard that. But maybe he does say dance. Now I'm just being so dumb. Maybe he doesn't. Ah. I had I had subtitles on. Mm. Um, so you had a different experience than we did. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty much it was silent. I was just watching it and reading a lot really? of reading. Yeah, that wasn't silent. You just uh, didn't watch the movie. You just read the movie. Yeah, I read the script. Okay, guys, you caught me. Yeah, I brought, okay, I had <laughs> the script. I had the script. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. There are a lot of notes that says like emphasize this. I knew. I knew that. Clue was number a, one. Yeah. <laughs> Misdirect number two. Future reveal one. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be amazing. We're just like, what the hell? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> the uh, director's commentary. <laughs> yeah, uh, they all catch up on the boat, and you know they kind of explain to Blanc who Andy is. Yeah, and they were all shocked, and they're like, "Oh, oh, what is this? Is like a shit show or something?" You know, because yeah. yeah. And then we find out Andy was a uh, Miles' partner for Alpha, and then got social networked. He, yeah, great got social networked. I appreciated reference, that yeah. reference too. Out of her own company, and so it's surprising that she came because. They should hate each other. And we she find out it was only dead. two months ago that she got booted from her company. Yeah, got booted, and then the court case was a few weeks ago. Yeah. It's so like, what? It was like back-to-back. Yeah. Uh, so that sets up the timeline of why they're... Re- I would be really confused if the wound was that fresh, like why that person shows up. And uh, we also learned that they've known each other, all known each other since college and or after or at least college. like 10 years ago. They they made it sound like they were all like post college. They, they kept saying t- it was ten years, and then the glass ending closed nine years ago. Um, oh, interesting. I, I never put their no because the when when they go and they're talking about like rehashing the past, it was like they were dead end in their thirties. Right, I did catch that but part, Andy, but I thought it was they knew each other and they all dead ended together. They were all friends with Andy, but it's just because she had found them all. Oh yeah, she kind of collected in their thirties. Yeah. yeah. Did okay. any of them? I can't remember. Did any of them question Daniel Craig being there? I know Miles does no. on the island, but did any of them on the boat? They did. They yeah, do. they're like they you're the first person, and we've been doing this for however many years, and you're the first new person he's ever invited. Yeah, okay. Lawrence says like, like oh, classic Miles would invite like the world famous detective okay. to yeah, be a part a of the mystery. murder mystery. That's and, right. That's right. And th- and that tracks for like an eccentric billionaire idea of like pulling in somebody famous like that. But um, yeah. And then I like the I like this setup this setup for why oh, they the can't joke. Get off the, yeah the is that Daka Banksy and just the Greek boat driver just being it's a piece of shit yeah so <laughs> that's the thing too the subtitles don't say piece of shit what do they, they say go, it's like piece of shit like if oh, they like make it, it like a word oh <laughs> that's funny and I that thought is I funny. thought that was the name of the island like because I because it was very clear that there was a miscommunication right uh, and then <laughs> I just thought it was the name of the island was piece of shit and then later when he's like piece of shit. yeah when he says it because he's <sighs> realized yeah that it's, so even it's, the subtitles the doc is a piece <laughs> of shit <laughs> <laughs> don't we also get another clue here where it cuts to Andy like 
bracing herself on the edge of the boat. So oh, I yeah, feel we like see her, a, yeah, we well, see her kind of uncomfortable. But the, but it, the point of view the... is that she's cold and alone and by her. Like, she's self-isolating because like, she hates all these people. Yeah, yeah. it and just we, seems to linger where she like isn't feeling well or something. Yeah, yeah well, even and, when she stumbled when she's drunk. Yeah, that too. I, yeah. And when that happened the first time, I was like, what the hell happened? Did she yeah. trip? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, there's little clues there. But um, yeah, the, he's got the glass dock and he's on... We see Edward Norton just chilling on the beach with a uh, yeah. guitar, just strumming along, playing the song. What's I, um, I couldn't pick up what tune it is, but I, I know it was a Beatles song. But I didn't know if it was. Oh, I, I know it's a Paul McCartney written song, but I didn't know if it was a Beatles song or if it was like Wings or like his solo stuff. Here comes the sun. I don't think uh, it was here. That that would have been more recognizable. But yeah, <laughs> nice I, try. Get <laughs> I did like that joke of. Birdie runs under the islands like I'm. You're serenading me with my song. It's like on this guitar Paul wrote it on. Her being like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah," and just toss it aside. Her general yeah. reaction, like, "Oh my god!" He's like, like, "The look <laughs> on your face, it's worth it." <laughs> just toss a guitar that was played by an original Beatle to the ground, just plunk. But uh, yeah, it's interesting though. So with Birdie being dumb, uh, but she knows a lot of like things that aren't worth knowing. I right. guess there's a little nuance there. Like when everyone's like miss saying what other people are wearing and she's like, it's actually Versace or, you know, like yeah. whatever. And then Valentino she, knew, she and, yeah. yeah, Val, yeah. She knew the guitar. Like she knew, like appreciated all that stuff. I guess there's some nuance uh, for her character. I mean, she is dumb. She's life she, dumb, but she's smart in her own world. Yeah. She loves kind of. things. Hmm. Uh, it's like, Hey, okay. I like that. Yeah. And then this is the first time we get, cause when Edward Norton sees Andy, He's very shocked. Yeah. Did not expect her to Did be there. Did not expect her to be there. And he's also a little confused why the Blanc's there. Uh, we get an introduction. So it's the island. It's just them on the island. He sent us. And his friend. Oh, and his friend, Daryl. Oh, yeah, Daryl. I'm was, not even here. I was explaining <laughs> to my parents. That's, kind of funny. that's Ryan Johnson's friend. He's in, he's in every Ryan oh Johnson movie. Gosh. He's like in Brick, he's Dode. The the drug addict and then um ryan johnson did brick yeah i yeah. Didn't know that what i'm not good at film well stuff, and then so joseph gordon levitt is the voice of the gong yeah he's the voice really? of the gong. and he's oh. in every ryan johnson movie oh nice yeah i love because he's we in should brick. Do brick we should Podcast. do brick that's mark, a fun one. mark loves brick it's a yeah movie. well that's how i found like i got excited when ryan johnson was given last jedi because uh, i we don't need to go back him. over this yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. because i well, check out our last jedi mark we're sorry i'm just saying i'm just saying i not to sound like hipsterish, but like when I found <laughs> Ryan Johnson through Brick when I was in high school and stuff, like I followed him, like as a director and writer because I really enjoyed. So Brick. you yeah. followed him, but we get it. You showed the whole school Brick, Mark. Everyone, <laughs> <laughs> congrats! I'm the reason Ryan Johnson is famous. No, the, uh, uh, but yeah, I thought that was fun. I like the introduction of Daryl, like. That was not fun. even here. Not even here. <laughs> Just ignore me. He's like he's going through things, but he's not a part of the experience. They like, used him like the right amount too. Oh, yeah. Like oh, didn't yeah. kill the joke, but it was like still funny. I, I thought that was good. And they didn't. I could have done one more of them. Yeah. Honestly, I, was, but yeah. I think I think it was a good balance because if they had had Daryl be in it even a little bit more, I think it would have been set up as more of a red herring and, of and like, not just a friend and not just yeah. a friend. They had to have him be just forgettable enough to where it's like, oh, he's a joke. It's not actually like. He's not supposed to be a, a part of the mystery at all. Like, so I, I think that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, then they get assigned rooms by the chakra he most associates them with, which is weird. <laughs> uh, 
But uh, and he's also uh, this is where he starts miss saying words. Oh, which like I took, and I and I guess this is just annoying. Why why it annoyed me because it was very obvious he was making words and stuff up. Oh no, and miss saying things, but like just making it making that a reveal. No, like, me that? me and my dad were having that when we were watching it. Um, because I caught on the beach like that. I forgot what he even says. He's like, let's. Something with breathing. It's like a made-up word, yeah. Where he's implying like breathe in the moment, but he uses some made-up word. And when he said it, it, I had the same reaction, Peter. I was like, "Ah, what the? And I kind of looked at my dad. My dad had the same facial expression. Yeah, he's just making shit up. And then I forgot what he said. It might have been when he said the infraction point, uh, when he's given a speech later. That I was like, Dad, that's not a. That's not right, right? Like I'm not crazy, but it's like no, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, <laughs> we both. So me and my dad were on that same wavelength of yeah, the first kind of setup of him using words incorrectly or making up words. Yeah, it's very clear, and I would hope it was intentional to make him an idiot from the beginning. I, I it has to be right. Yeah. What are the director's notes saying in the script? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I would, that's the, what Peter's reading from right now. Like, oh, the no. movie plays it like a reveal that he's an idiot, but it's like it, it showed it's that from the beginning, right? Yeah, I I got it's it was interesting. I didn't realize how stupid he was. It was one of those things where I took it as like, oh, Andy was the brains, uh, Miles was the charisma, yeah, the charisma, the charismatic yeah. leader kind of vibe. Is that Riz? And but I just took it as like he's still super smart, but his strength is more of the people charisma and like that interaction. Yeah, he comes up with the ideas, but not how to actually right. go through with them. Right, you kind need of that, that person that, though. You know, that, sometimes that it can be the same person. I a lot of people have ideas. Okay, it's the the real work is getting it getting it done. I can say bullshit for twelve <laughs> hours a day, and sure, I'm gonna hit gold a couple times, but like, come on. Come on. You don't need an island. We, uh, but this is where we get, uh, you know, Edward Norton gets Blanc to come up and talk to him because he's like, I'm happy you're here, but I don't know why you're here. I love this scene. I did too because Blanc basically says he received a box, but Edward Norton's like, you shouldn't have. I only made five, the, or the game maker only made five. I only sent them to my five friends. He didn't have time to make a prototype because he barely had time to finish these. Yeah, finish these. And, uh, or, uh, Blanc says something like, maybe someone reset the box and then sent it to him to get him here. And uh, everyone's like, oh, that must that has to be what happened. Someone's like, one of them's playing a prank, kind of fun thing, but I'm formally inviting you. So LeBlanc, I keep saying LeBlanc like it's like the pen or whatever, but the um, he's officially there to, excited to solve the murder mystery and you know get involved. And this is like an early way to not make you suspect Miles, in my opinion. Like, it makes you seem like he's caught off guard. And yes. so it's like somebody else is up to no good. We also thing, still right? think the premise of the movie, because the trailers and everything made it seem do like a part that it's going to be Edward Norton that dies. Yeah. Like he really I, yeah. did think he was going to die or not die, like whatever. That's and true. Yeah, yeah. I kept waiting for that moment of I thought when the murder mystery would begin, it would be the classic, like, people, they're like, oh, huh, Edward Norton's dead. And they're like, oh my God, he's really dead. Yeah. And then it turns into, yeah. I love the car. And it's like, what's it doing on the roof? Well, you can't drive anywhere on the island, and it's like, oh, that answers. <laughs> yeah, why it needs to be on the roof. <laughs> I, I like that too because it is just such a like that is an answer. I but, mean, sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like that's not the right answer. Yeah, but, 
Okay, that works. Yeah, Edward Norton was really good. Really good. I miss him. And I'm glad that he was in this movie. I really, really was. Yeah, I'm a big Edward Norton fan. I loved what he did in this. It was the perfect amount of like, you like him and you hate him. Oh, yeah. It's brilliant. And we haven't talked about that, but it is very clear in this beginning setup that they are all friends, but something feels off because they all seem kind of annoyed by Miles. Mm -hmm. Like when Bertie hugs Miles in the beginning, she drops her face where she's like, kind of like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, they are all kind of putting up this front of like, we got to be nice to Miles. And he hugs whiskey for like oh. a good minute. <laughs> You're just like, oh my God. Yeah, it's really <laughs> awkward. Like, And it it, hel- it doesn't help. I mean, obviously, it's the intention of the movie because she's clearly, she's like 25 or something like that. And the rest of them are in their 40s or like yeah. 50s. Yeah. 40s. So it it makes it like that much weirder of like, ah, this is okay. <laughs> yeah. It adds a good creep factor. Yeah. And that made me think maybe Edward Norton's character was influenced by uh, DiCaprio. Ooh, Ooh, shots fired. That'd be funny. <laughs> Whoa. I mean, he said 25. That's the last hug she's going to get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very topical yeah. joke. We, um, uh, people aren't going to get that in like 20. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look up Leo young women. Yeah. You're just going to get a bunch of young girls who are Leo's. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, then we get, you know, this pool scene of everyone's like checked in and they're hanging out by the pool and we're kind of learning more of their dynamic and their friendship, a little bit more of their character traits i guess is the way to put it you know we get duke never without his gun because he's swimming with the gun in his pants um i really liked kate hudson's entrance is like first off kate (laughs) hudson looks amazing she's great in this too but like was blown away i was like god she really kept it together good for her fabletics and they referenced that in the movie which is pretty hilarious that is (laughs) funny but she, yeah, she comes in, looks great, and it's kind of the flashy, like, because Catherine Hahn's in, like, a one-piece covering up, and, and like, like, more oh, self-conscious. Oh, you're really trying. Yeah. <laughs> but I loved this moment of uh, Kate Hudson's, like, yeah. feeling a hot shot. She's like, I think I'll get in for a swim. <laughs> and then we get the 25-year-old, yeah, coming out of the pool. Like, <laughs> or I'll just lay I out for a lay bit. Down, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. That was pretty good. Uh, but, yeah, this is, the, like, Jared Leto, Capucha. Hard kombucha. Hard kombucha that's got 9% alcohol in it. That's <laughs> hilarious. Um, and then, and this is this is uh, statement number one oh, of the movie the of what we know is going to happen because Duke is like, hey, you know, this is funny because remember when you. Right, because they're in a cooler that looks like mini. It, it's it looks mini like baby blue. Baby the, blue. The it's car. a baby, baby blue. Yeah, it's a baby, mm. baby blue of the car. And Duke says, "The remember when you almost pancaked me outside of Andy's, Andy's house?" And he's like, "Anderson Andy Cooper. Cooper." He throws <laughs> some crazy parties, man. And you, they do a good job of that setup. Is easy to blow off. There really is nothing in it that hooks you to go. Wait a second, because it does feel like he's just completing Duke's sentence. Yeah. Well, the funny for so LeBlanc, or the for writing pancaked was such an odd word. Yeah. That when he said it again later it is clicks. when i was like oh 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 oh, oh. yeah uh, it's a linguistic he it's like he got yeah. pan- he almost got pancaked twice mm. no 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 this is the same pancake mm. just yeah. the one actually just the one pancake, just the one pancake. actually the uh but yeah that's a good one and then we see andy's kind of like floating around in the background you don't really see a lot of her at all until 
you know, the halfway point. Second halfway. And then this is where we get the... Because it's been referenced like four times in the beginning of this movie that they refer to themselves and each other as this disruptors. disruptors. (laughs) (laughs) And this is where we get the explanation of... Johnny, don't like that. No. Why don't you... I don't like the sound effect. I don't like the name. Disruptors. I don't like these people, these (laughs) characters. Yeah. I don't like you guys. I'm (laughs) done. done. Do you like Edward Norton's explanation of what a disruptor is? Yeah, I guess so. It's that's it. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's true. That's all I, got. I just asked the yes or no question. <laughs> yeah. that's, all I got. that's all I got. Sorry, John, I put you on the spot. Put you on the spot. You just had such a reaction. I want to get a little more about that. But yeah, he basically breaks down that each one of them in their own fields has disrupted the status quo. And that's what, and this is where he says the reaches the infraction point, which is. It's not a thing. That's not a it's thing. close. There's an inflection point. Right. That's a thing. Well, that's the point. Uh, yeah, of I him. think that. Uh, yeah, that's the incorrect word. It's close to where you almost forgive it, where it's that just like slip. But you're like, that's not the right. <laughs> yeah, word. and and you'd be an idiot. You'd be like just a jackass if you were to correct them. Yeah, it, it's you, actually. Yes, <laughs> in a social setting, there's no way to correct that without sounding like a dickhead. Well, this is my infraction point with you guys. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. I'm sorry. If you I'm sorry to hear that. I'm if you correct me. Hey, if if there ever is though, like real talk, you just you just talk to us. You don't have to hard like harbor it inside. You can just let us know straight up. I just don't want it to be on the record. Oh, <laughs> it's on the record now. It's on the record. <laughs> but yeah, because this is where it breaks down the whole like kind of how they all became famous and rich and famous. So like Duke was the first person to hit a million subscribers on Twitch. The first influencer. Or influencer or whatever. But is that does that just mean he was supposed to be the first Twitch person with a million? I don't that, know. I don't know why. I took, I, it. I took yeah. it. Yeah, okay. that was kind of... Is that just like they didn't really know how to write about it? So I think like, so. Influencer <laughs> hit one million. <laughs> and then, you know, um, Leonard... Not Leonard. Lionel was Lionel. a high school chemistry teacher. Was a high school chemistry teacher, but he decided not to stick with academia and... There's no academia in high school, bro. Well, he says lick the taint <laughs> of academia, which oh. I for ten was, years, which I think yeah. he was implying, yeah, the idea of becoming a professor and doing the that whole but dance and getting published, but that doesn't. Uh, how was he plucked from that? You know, well, it was Andy. That's what it was. Well, yeah, um, the napkin, the bar. Yeah, right. But, but like but for him, and I guess that makes his speech make less sense in retrospect because he is just full of shit. Well, um, yeah, and it is... Well, it's the same with Catherine Hahn when he's explaining Catherine Hahn's governorship of, like, she, you know, she's flipping tables in politics. Like, no, she's doing whatever a politician on her side of the aisle would do anyway. Like, there's nothing yeah, inherently yeah. disruptive about what any of them do, and that's kind of, like, the point, is that as she, he breaks down how they're disruptive, they're not. They're just... Kind of in the status quo. Including Miles. Including yeah. Miles. But I did like that his speech about what it means to be a disruptor, that whole like everyone wants to rock the boat or whatever, but no one wants to actually destroy the system. And they make it sound like they're doing that, but they're not. Like I did like the idea of like that is a true statement of what they th- probably think they're doing or something, but it like that is what it is to be a disruptor is to actually take apart the system. So I thought that was a good like nugget of truth to make you think maybe Miles but is there. You know what I mean? It's Andy slash Helen that is the true disruptor. Oh, yeah. For sure. Right. We're, we're talking about her. We're talking about her. It's actually. And yeah. then she gives her a little speech, which was cool. She's like, you want to see? You want to know what I see? I see? All you guys sucking on the tip. <laughs> the golden teat. Yeah. 
This is like the most she's talked yeah. at this point. This is a good speech. It's a good speech. Yeah. Yeah. She I she does a great job of carrying the movie. Like it's it's the same situation with Knives Out with uh the Armas, where <laughs> at first I'm always like, I don't know this actress enough to be like, oh, she'll do great and she's gonna carry it. So when they get put in these pivotal roles where the narrative shifts where it's they have to do the heavy lifting. It always both movies made me kind of nervous, but they did it completely. I well, loved it. So I haven't seen um, Helen before. Oh, I've seen her in a couple uh, things. But you know, I had seen Knock Knock uh, before I saw Knives Out, and with Anna de Armas. Yeah, she carried that movie for me. <laughs> for me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really only know her from uh, Blade. Like the main thing I associate her with is Joy the most from- complicated sex scene in all of cinema. <laughs> Which it's like not even a. Th- I was just gonna say I liked her in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh, because she's naked. No, she's not naked. Oh, she is in that what? one scene. But yeah, where she's like sixty feet tall. <laughs> oh, she is about uh, twenty nine minutes in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you forgot <laughs> right. about that. Yeah. Rounding, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you. What do you mean? She. It's that one time. I just was saying I liked her in that movie, but I yeah. never associated yeah. her with because she's like been a side character in a lot of what I've seen her mm-hmm. in. And so she did a great job of leading no, Knives Out. I was when, just, yeah, but and it's the same with uh, the actress <laughs> who plays uh, Andy and Helen. Where like I haven't seen her in a lot. I have seen her in stuff like she was in Hidden Gems. Uh, she was one of the three main protagonists in that, and she did was fine in that. But yeah, I really enjoyed her. She really crushed it. But yeah, her speech here is great and tells him. Doesn't she? Is this where she calls them shitheads, or is that? In the second half. I think it's the second half. And right. this is the speech where she's like, Welcome to the Boneyard. <laughs> Bone saw is ready. Like, Whoa, okay, Andy. The um I just know the second half of the movie is legitimately like the word of the second half of the movie is shithead or some mm-hmm. variation of shit. They keep saying shit. Shathid. Shathid. But yeah, that's a great and you know, we get a little bit more of their like tension, like, okay, building up. When does the murder mystery start? We get to the dinner of, you know, it's going to be the final dinner. Everyone's, he's explaining like the rules of the murder mystery of how, like, once he's killed or whatever, you have to the end of the weekend to solve it. It should take all weekend, should be a lot of fun. I do like the Dave Batista question because it feels like a question I would legitimately ask. <laughs> you're you're trying to get the rules. <laughs> yeah. When the rules of just like, so if you're dead, can we not? Talk to you? <laughs> like, I'll be walking around. Yeah, we'll just, hang out. I just won't give you hints. <laughs> yeah, you just can't ask it me. It sounds anything. like yeah. a blast, honestly. It does. It sound does. Like a super fun <laughs> it does. idea. For I would have gone. Yeah. I would have too. I Like, I, if Mark, because, you know, we don't really like Mark. Right. But if Mark was going to host something, like, I'd, I'd travel out there to Greece yeah. for an island, you know, yeah, when yeah. you have disposable income. I'm a right. disruptor. Yeah. I'd be invited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would pull the birdie trick, but it'd be like, this is the song they wrote, Andy's song. Blink-182 wrote Andy's song. <laughs> So anyway, (laughs) the uh, yeah, we're getting the rules, and I like the Blanc's question of the what do we win? He's like, well, nothing. He's like, oh, I didn't, I don't want anything. I just the way you said it made it sound like we get like an iPad or something. The winner gets an iPad. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) that was like legitimately a great back and forth. I love. And then he's like, okay, so (laughs) yeah, oh, that's so good. It's like, have we started? It's like, yeah. Okay, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I mean, I'm not dead yet, but we started. Like, <laughs> all right, Birdie did it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I 
I was just as mad as Edward Norton was. Like, <laughs> yeah. if I had planned this and some jack off does it before we start, he wasn't even invited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. And he does it all. <laughs> oh. I, and I love how legitimately complicated the murder mystery is. And that but he, he was keeps able like to... kind of side digging it, you know, and he's like obvious, you know, like childhood red herrings or whatever. Like he's he's just, even with the box when he's like childlike puzzles, yeah, childhood, um, childlike games. But it's it's so, so complicated, and even within that span, as he was explaining stuff, besides, I, I feel like you don't really see the hedges very clearly. So that one I, I missed. I don't know if you actually see the. I, bee. I didn't. I didn't notice. But everything else he points out, you're like, oh my god! Even within this little not important mystery the chakra even you yeah know, like. it's all set up to fit <laughs> and how he breaks that down of like and i like the crossbow angle thing where because <laughs> they're in a room full of glass statues and the crossbow's got a clear angle at edward norton like, you triangulate it to birdie seat he's just like oh my god and then it's he's just like so pissed and it still goes off and yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> <and then> yeah. <laughs> hits him in the chest it's fake blood on the table <laughs> It's it's act that's actually like a brilliant moment, and it's just immediately cut to them up in Edward Norton's office being Man. like I'm. So- I had Gillian Flynn, John's yeah. favorite author, <laughs> 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 write this. He's like, oh, she's good. She's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I love though that he's like kind of excited. He's like, I needed this. I needed that rush. Thank you. And they like throws the iPad at him. <laughs> but I like. He's like the only reason I did this though was clearly someone's going to try to kill you and sets up the the next stage of this movie of just like edward norton putting together like oh my gosh someone's gonna try to murder me you put the idea of murder in the brains it's the same thing as putting a loaded gun on the table with the lights off remember that line remember that line. the uh <laughs> but yeah uh so we set up that and then we get a little bit more of the conflict and confrontation between the group and Andy and we kind of get more of the breakdown of that they're clearly during the trial of Andy and Miles and the breaking up of the company all the friends sided with Miles that they basically were stayed with him didn't help her out and I she's wonder really why. mad and we didn't see that though no we don't see it yet, yet but this is them descri- like vaguely describing giving the idea of what happened because we see them all kind of give the points of like, what did you expect us to do? Yeah. And, uh, you know, she gets told and storms off. Then we get Edward Norton and uh, Blanc back into the room. Well, Blanc, too, beforehand, hadn't he been walking around doing the, like, he's behind the butt cheek? Oh, yeah, that was and earlier in yeah, the day. And yeah. then he's, like, yeah. behind Dave Batista. That was really fun. <laughs> behind the butt oh. cheek. Oh, yeah, we did skip over that of Dave Batista. Because these are run. little red herring things. Yeah. Right. Because um, when he, he goes on the run and he sees Whiskey and Edward Norton uh, about to get it on, but then Blanc's behind them. And then she's like, you going to do this for me? Yeah, you're getting a lot of that weird... And then you're like, do what for me? Yeah. And, uh, it seems like Duke's very upset about what's happening. Find out it's not what you think, but... Yeah. Yeah, this is the final real, like, last setup scene i really would say and i think it's good because you it sets up a lot of the red herring stuff too well, yeah so like they get to the the dinner and they've they've already done the drinks and everyone has their specific drink yeah everyone and then has their specific there's drink. the 
uh, food that's really spicy. And then he's like, that's Jeremy Renner's hot sauce. You know, he sends me <laughs> oh, a palate yeah. every year. You know, take yourself <laughs> a few bottles. I, I laughed that he, you know, he bites into the taquito and is like, Halle Berry, that's hot. It's a great expression. I like that they're all in the same room as well for the, mis- oh, like yeah, for the mystery is, to unfold. Yeah, mm-hmm. that it's the one of the few times like pretty much 90% of the cast is all together. And so, yeah, it has to say 90 because his friend is off. Doing yeah, Daryl's yeah, yeah. not in there. He's yeah. not even here. He's not, not here. even here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this, yeah, you know, and it, like I said, Andy had stormed out of the room and it's them coming back in though, being like, who, you know, your next case blanc is who killed the party like come on and them dancing around <laughs> and birdie's got like the dress of many colors on it's actually a pretty cool dress yeah. um, just trippy but it was i i caught on to that pretty clear quick of like oh that's supposed to be a distraction yeah like, well I and was. then I like we we'd seen um dave batista's phone like and he's like you have google alerts for movies it's like i like oh, yeah. movies oh. nerd oh yeah <laughs> Uh, that made me laugh. The Google Alerts just constantly going off. But we forgot to set up that uh, Miles has the Mona Lisa in his living uh, room. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of a misdirect till the very, very end. I that Until the very end of the movie happened, I was actually kind of frustrated with how much focus was on the, um, the Mona Lisa. Because I was like, I don't... This is getting annoying. The glass slamming. Yeah, the cuts to the glass... Yeah. Over and over, yeah. But yeah, Miles somehow bought or rented, I guess, the Mona well, Lisa. The, the Louvre needed money because COVID it closed it down. Right. And, and so that still it. somehow it allowed the French government to loan out one of the world's best known masterpieces to some billionaire. Uh, but it's in his living room in a glass case that closes if there's any sort of disruptance like whether it's sound or air pressure or anything like that to protect the painting and then why is it there because he's going to have the world leaders to talk about clear with a k clear with a k and then it's like lionel's like i told you i need two years with this and he's like well what if i told you this whole island is running on this shit yeah so we find out yeah the the hardened nitrogen it's it's or hydrogen hydrogen that's made from the abundant of abundance of seawater or something like that they don't really get into the science, but it's basically a magic magic rock is what we'll call it. Unlimited power. Unlimited mm. power. But Because uh, the sea levels are rising, so what if we just took some of the sea out? <laughs> Seems smart. Solves it. Yeah. But, Disruptor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mind games, man. <laughs> Gotta play them. The, yeah, but that's like the background social commentary of like Miles has this new magic power source that the island's now running on, but Catherine Hahn well, and... Yeah, because it was, again, to say how much he's an idiot, it's a Scandinavian guy told him about this. During so an like, ayahuasca Yeah, trip. in Peru. He's not, it's not his idea, even. Some yeah. other guys. But, yeah, that... Because, like could, in Among Us, he's the imposter. Mm. Mm. Ooh, I didn't make that connection. Ooh. That's pretty good. That's but, pretty yeah, good. the... Um, the two things with it are it could either save the world, be a clean source of energy that saves everything, or it could literally make blow every us home look uh, like the Hindenburg. Hindenburg. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> the, so, but we find out, yeah, the house is in the island is running on this. And so that's the, he They're has the Mona Lisa because his goal in life is to have his name and the Mona Lisa be said in the same breath, which doesn't mean anything, but it's supposed to mean immortality that he's doing something that will forever be spoken about. But yeah, that's 
part of the reason they're all on the island besides the murder mysteries to talk about that and whatnot. And we get all that set up. And uh, then we get Duke and Edward Norton kind of smile at each other because Duke got a Google alert that he's all excited. His about. numbers are up. This changes everything. We got to talk about Alpha News. Yeah, you're going to be on Alpha News. You're going to give me Alpha News. He's like, sure thing, man. This is great. And Birdie's <laughs> over there spinning with her dress. And everyone's like, look at Birdie. Look at that dress. And then what's this? Drink switch. Which yeah. we already I mean, talked about. It was very obvious. It, yeah. It, Literally hands him his drink. Yeah, hands him his drink. Dave Batista takes a big old gulp. Yeah, he downs a whole thing. Yeah. And Ryan, then, and then immediately starts choking. Choking. Yeah. And they think, like, oh, is he choking on something? He's like, no, there's nothing in his throat. But he's dead. Oh, yeah. Dave Batista is the one that is murdered. Dang. Didn't see that coming. I didn't. I didn't think he was going to be the one. Mm. Well, we didn't talk about one of the reasons why he was, quote unquote, canceled early on. Not Dave Batista, but the character he's Duke he's playing is because uh, on his Twitch stream he was promoting like these pills that had rhino horn in them or something. Yeah, it was like rhino horn boner pills or some shit <laughs> to kids. Yeah, <laughs> that feels so real though. That really feels like like I've been following that Bang Energy Drink scandal. Have you been following that, John? Oh, no. oh yeah. They said that it had like creatine and they, it didn't yeah. have any. They have a like they have different versions of it, but one of their versions is called like Bang Creatine. That's supposed to be like the first energy creatine drink on the market. Wait. Well, that's not even. That's well, but you know what I mean. That's like, even incorrect. But you know what I mean. That's their <laughs> they, whole thing. They toss creatine in all sorts of shit. But they <laughs> tested it and it has zero in it. Yeah. Zero. Not one. Wow. And so now the owner of Bangs having to declare bankruptcy because the lawsuits and all that shit. It's crazy. But it's that level of shit where it's like, why do they? Do, why would you promote something that is rhino horn? But even he said there was no rhino in it. Yeah, there's no rhino in it. <laughs> but like part of, like I too like uh, so all these people these like. Red pill guys, muscle people—they just like get paid to promote ish. Like, oh yeah, they don't know what's in it. Yeah, but like you're still responsible, I guess, because you're saying it. I, I I believe him when he's like, "There's no rhino." How's he gonna know? He's not a chemist. And so. that's the lesson from this movie. Yeah, don't promote like, anything. Just, just, that's why just we don't have any sponsors. Yeah, we won't sell you <laughs> yeah. shit because we don't know how we don't know what's works. in it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I won't. I wouldn't say no to Celsius. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no, but now they have, they have so many brand ambassadors now. Yeah, they do. They blew up. Too much free time. They have, a whole, they have a whole brand ambassador like application crap. Which we've filled out, and we have not heard anything about it. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, Celsius, if you're listening. They don't yeah. return my calls. <laughs> anyway, Duke's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, he, he was breaking a lot of stuff. Yeah, he... It co- That confused me, because I didn't remember... Wh- I thought what he fell onto was just a clear table, but then... He broke through. It's just it was on a ottoman, ottoman with a glass top. And yeah. I was, yeah, that confused me. I almost wanted to rewind it's it. It's like a glass it. onion. There's a lot of layers to it. Mm-hmm. Mm, nice, John. Yeah. Is that why this movie's called? That? I've been sitting on that line for minutes. It's like a parfait, though. <laughs> for minutes. <laughs> parfait. I thought of it minutes ago. <laughs> Parfaits have uh, layers too. Mm. Parfaits. Good parfait. <laughs> the um. <laughs> but yeah, so now the real murder mystery has started because it's like, what could have killed him? Who killed him? And then Miles sees. <gasps> that was his drink. Someone was trying to kill Miles, and then he freaks out, and you know it's the whole like Blanc, you have to protect me and hiding and stuff like that, and everyone's freaking out, being like, "Oh come on, Miles! Like you think we'd do that?" And then the dong goes off, and he realizes it's ten o'clock. It's time. It's time. He's like, <laughs> "It was supposed to be a thing where you know the murderer <laughs> happened. We were supposed to have a drink." He's like, "What happens at ten o'clock?" <laughs> 
And I did say before it happened, I was like, oh, the lights are going to go out. Yeah, lights are going to go out. Mm -hmm. Lights go out. But we also, um, Dave Bautista's gun's gone, which we already know as well at this point. Is that what we know before Before the lights go out. Because everyone thinks Andy has it. Right. Because she's not That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right before the lights go out. They're like, oh, and the gun's gone. Then Then the dong. Oh. And Andy and Whiskey are not in the room, right? No, whiskey. Yeah, Whiskey had left. And um, no, Whiskey comes back in. She had been gone. She comes back in after he died because she cries over him and everything. And that leads to one of the misdemeanors later. Well, she She leaves. She does leave, but I think she leaves when the lights go out. Okay. And that's when she sees Andy. Yeah. That's the misdirect. Because then mm-hmm. she Yeah, the misdirect is because Andy thinks she's talking about breaking up, up with. Yeah. And then it's like, no, mm-hmm. she's no, dead. She's, and then she's dead. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, yeah, lights go out. So there's panic. Everyone's wandering around. And, yeah, and then poor Peg. She's like, guys? Yeah. <laughs> I liked. There was a <laughs> subtle moment that I, I didn't catch on the first viewing. On this viewing I caught that I really liked was because everyone has customized glasses. Oh, yeah. With their <laughs> name. And Peg's got a red solo cup and she's <laughs> writing her name in, in a Sharpie. Yeah. I thought I thought that was a nice little touch. Yeah, when <laughs> when like Edward Norton doesn't even know her name. Yeah. And then she's coming and he's handing everyone glasses and he just gives her a solo cup. <laughs> <laughs> like wouldn't it surprise me if it was water? Yeah, I I loved that little touch. But yeah, Blanc's trying to calm everybody down. He's looking for Andy, looking for Miles. Notice the knife's missing, you know. Yeah, and then he's like, uh, well, cause I like I noticed the knife was gone, and then he did it too, and I was like, "See, this is good. This is good. I like this. I like that LeBlanc's on it all." Yeah, and so it's more like, "Oh no, who's is somebody else gonna die? What's gonna happen?" Blanc and Andy run into each other out on the step, and uh, do they? I can't. Do they say? Do they exchange? I think I think Blanc says it's so simple. It's been in front of me the whole time. We only need one more piece of the puzzle, and then Andy gets shot. Or does there, she say something? And so we, doesn't, we don't, we doesn't don't see say, everything that they're talking about, right? Yeah, doesn't know, he say like, "What did you learn?" or something like that? I uh-huh. see. I'm getting the the two sides of the story yeah. melded, and I can't remember which one is at the halfway point. I thought he says like, "What like what did you find?" or "What did you learn?" and you're like, "Wait, what?" And then it like rewinds. Yeah, because well, she gets shot. Yeah. So they're they're right, talking right. when Andy's not in the room, and then he's like, "There's one. Oh, there's only one person that knows." And then, like, that's him going to try to find who we still think is Andy because it's going to be she knows who killed Duke. Right. Um, but we don't, we just see them run into each other and begin to talk. Oh, but we don't, we don't get, right. Like, we don't any get the first half of it. No, we get the end where he says there's only one more piece of the puzzle we need. And, yeah, but we, nothing right. important. Right, right. And then she gets shot and then, uh, cut to, what well, is important because it makes all of a sudden they seem like they were working together. And well, if you yeah, that's the first them, sign that you're you're, like, you're confused because you're like, well, it's shocking because you don't know why they would have that kind of conversation. Exactly. Yeah. And then the other shock factor is the fact that she just gets shot, yeah. and then fade to black, and you're like, wait. And then we get oh, basically a, a whole new movie setup. Well, it's a, it's yeah. an interesting turn. She got shot. Because he goes, there's one person that knows, and then he goes straight for her. So we know she knows something, right? And that's why, because it's I I didn't take it as a clue that they had been working together. It was he now has the questions he needs to ask her. Oh, and he he mm. needs to get that from her before something happens. Mm. But then she got shot she gets... before she could share that information that he was looking for. Like that's how it was presented to me. How I took that. Mm. 
I was shocked that there was a glove on the gun handler because ultimately there, where did he get the gloves? Where did he get the gloves? Where did he get the gloves? He didn't have them in his pocket. All this stuff seemed half planned anyway. That 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 part. That's true. I did. I, did, I mean, I noticed the gloves, but I just didn't really like think past that. Yeah, that was annoying. Because I I just took it as like that's what they do in those movies to like. <laughs> Hide just for the audience. Ma- how, hide as much of the identity as possible. It's like what I talked to you about with like the Scream movies that has started to annoy me about how they'll hire a body double to be Ghostface in the murder scene. Yeah, a six five Ghostface when yeah. ultimately the murderer is five four. Yeah, when it's yeah, it's some <laughs> yeah five four little girl on stilts. Apparently, you're like I, I, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, that it's one of those things where I try not to think about it, but sometimes it's impossible for me to not. So. You had one of those moments, and I'm I'm proud of you. Okay, I'm, I'm just like Mark. That's what I wanted to be when I grew up. <laughs> I've arrived. I so I have kind of a love hate with this kind of storytelling. Nonlinear. Well, not the nonlinear. <laughs> Even though this is nonlinear, John's favorite thing in the world. The movie lying to you. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, sometimes that's fair. Like, I would use this as an example of at first I braced being like, oh, I don't like this, but by the end I enjoyed it. But sometimes movies do this where you're like, this is bullshit. You hid 99% of the mystery from us. There was no way for us to pick up what was going on. Yeah, I I didn't... The parts I did not like were the insertions of scenes that had already happened. I loved the Andy Helen LeBlanc. Yes, um, in the very, very beginning. Because then when they're on the island, they're still playing it. They know what's going on, and that's fine that we don't. But right. I did not like like the additional Dave Batista conversation uh, yeah, where stuff he's behind him. Yeah, and, and then yeah. like seeing why he really closed his fists, and you're like, no, that's yeah, that's that, cheating. That's a yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Where it's like it's a hit hit and miss because some of the stuff we see, like when Andy storms off from the pool in this now flashback explaining the rest of the story, we see when Catherine Hahn and uh, the scientist Lawrence Lionel, or no, not because Lionel didn't follow her. I can't remember. It's Catherine Hahn and maybe Batista chase after Andy, and we get that conversation that was off camera. Yeah, you want to talk about the envelope? Right. Yeah, like, yeah. and then Lionel that, gets down there. That was good. I'm there for that because it's like, oh, we're just seeing... Something else that happened. Something else that yeah, happened yeah. from a different... But then what you brought up is a perfect example of when that can get frustrating, and it's the, we were at that scene, but we were intentionally edited out of the full context. Yeah. And it doesn't feel as natural it feels like yeah it feels like a trick as opposed to a clever kind of storytelling device yeah and and the the times too like when when edward norton when he's like oh you know he picked up my glass and it shows that scene but it's different it wasn't him handing it to him right like you can present it if if it was um like the uh shoot um is it it's rashomon where it's like a murder happens and you oh, get you get the yeah, telling yeah. from different, different people. perspectives. So like the it plays out completely different, but we're under the guise that you're telling the story, then I'm telling the story, then John's telling the story. But these flashbacks when when it's explained and you see something different, I didn't feel like it was uh Miles telling us his recollection. It was just like, oh, this is what happened. Yeah, I I don't know how they would have done it in this movie, but like the example I was, Russian was a good pull. I the one I immediately go to is um, Hero Jet Li's Hero, mm-hmm. where when that happens, when he's telling the different versions of the story, they use a completely different color palette, and then so like 
you know, the first time he tells the story, it's all in green. Second time, it's all in blue. You know what I mean? Like something that hints that we're getting different perspectives. Vantage Point. Remember yeah. that movie? Oh, gosh. Vantage Point. <laughs> that movie was 40 minutes too long. Like, <laughs> there's only so many times you can watch the president get shot. Like, it was brutal. I So the uh, the Hugh Grant, you know, like you have someone at the door and then yeah. it's, it's Helen and they have that conversation. I do love how easy it was for LeBlanc to go, I know someone that can keep this uh, quiet for a week. Oh, <laughs> like, we, we're just going to gloss over that you have some huge I, pull. <laughs> I can kind of buy it that maybe he knows somebody I in the, maybe. the police that can kind of keep it hush-hush for that a little while. That was such a high-profile case that just <laughs> oh. happened. You know, like this isn't, she didn't get Social Network 10 years ago. This was right. two weeks ago. It, yeah, it really would be like when Apple, like it'd be like if both, if Jobs was still alive and we found out Steve Wozniak got social network. Like, or or then like died. if David yeah. McScavige's wife got murdered and then like we didn't know about it. Right. Like, I feel like we know about that one. <laughs> Where is Do we? Where, Where is, is she, he? David? Where, Where is David? Where is David? Where's Dave? Where's Dave? Where's Dave? Where's Dave? I knocked. But um, yeah, like, I, but I, yeah, that there's little points in there that can be frustrating because it is intentionally deceptive and not a fun way, but. Just yeah. kind of a like, because it's not even a different point of view. It just is completely new. It's just completely, yeah, completely new information. Yeah, but yeah, I like this introduction to Helen, where she's got like very basic clothes on. She's like holding the box together, and and it was her that was opening. The yeah, box we, too. yeah, we find out like, ah. why she opened it with the hammers because she's not Andy. She's just a school teacher. Like just she's a like an art. Teacher. She's she a third she's grade teacher. I thought she said art teacher, but I may. Have I mean, been she's got her kids playing Clue, so I think she just teaches a class. Oh, I thought she said art because she said something about tie dye. Well, they're like, doing tie dye because of the pandemic and uh, doing Zoom okay. and stuff. But you don't yeah. really have different teachers for different classes in like third grade. That's a good point. I didn't think about. That. I mean, maybe some schools do. Uh, Self-contained. You know, I'm in public school, so. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I I like her introduction. This is where we see Hugh Grant. Oh, I love Hugh Grant being. That's a great just random poll um but yeah we get the explanation of andy was murdered yeah, well, well, allegedly yeah it was stages of suicide but she believes andy was murdered by one of the disruptors and she's come to Le- i keep saying leblanc but his name's just blanc, <laughs> <laughs> uh, LeBlanc. LeBlanc. <laughs> has come to blanc to solve the mystery and help her out and so blanc realizes that if he just went to this island without any context that they will all clam up, not really talk to him. He wouldn't be able to find any information. But if Helen goes pretending to be Andy, that they might be thrown off their game. They might open up more and they might reveal more. So she needs to go. Cause she's the one that can get the most answers. And LeBlanc can be there. Damn it. I did it again. <laughs> Blanc can be there to just put it together for her, to help her out and yeah. kind of solve the mystery with her. And I, that adds like a very fun, set up to this story where it's she that's what you know it makes you immediately go oh and so she's off camera at the first half of this movie it's she's trying to solve the mystery she's looking yeah. for clues she's doing and then and then he goes like as soon as you're on the island the killer knows you shouldn't be there right so mm-hmm. like, it's extremely dangerous and he's like i am a detective I'm not a bodyguard. Yeah, like, he says I'm not. That. He says I'm not Batman. I yeah. can find the clues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can do. I can report to the police. That's it. Like that's all we can. I can really do, and that's a great honesty moment. I loved that. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. That that's I got on board with it because at first when it's like I'm her twin sister, my gut reaction was like, "Bah, I hate this shit." Bah, yeah. It seems like an easy out. Well, it is. Mm-hmm. It's like that Days of Our Lives stuff of like, "We killed you." No, you killed my twin. Well, I also like, loved that. You know, she's from Alabama and she has the accent. And then she's like, yeah, when we were kids, we had rich bitch. Yeah, we had rich bitch. And, and then just... when like her sister, because they're all fake, right? Like part of this movie is everyone's a fake. And then her sister is faking being this you know, rich bitch person, you know, like putting on that persona. And then it made it so much more believable to have her be able to impersonate. Cause it's right. Like, oh, yeah. I, I liked that. And I also liked, because I caught it this time, is when she's speaking... It, you could tell when she's speaking with some of the disruptors that she has Andy when she's Andy, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like in the flashbacks at the Glass Onion Bar, she is using her n- Southern accent, and so I thought that was kind of a fun, like, oh, that's why, like, she could get away with slipping, and you know, it, they set that up well where how she could per- be perceived as Andy easily. Yeah. The only thing I didn't a hundred percent buy was if they were close friends. I feel like. They would They'd have remembered. Yeah, they would know about him. But but they still thought Andy was alive. That's true. But it, that was just something that stuck out to me. It, it didn't like kill the idea for me. It was just something I was like, I don't know. I just feel like I would know if I was like, Peter. I know you have a twin. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. If, that was, if well, Andrew was sitting here, so, I would know it wasn't you. Yeah, you know? I, would love, I would love Andrew show up and pretend to be Peter. <laughs> That'd be. I would love to watch. I feel like that. I'd just be insulted by his impersonation. <laughs> it's like I'm not really like that. <laughs> He just comes, he's like, Harder movies, all sorts of books, anime, books. <laughs> Listen to the podcast, games. man. That's what you sound like. <laughs> yeah, it's like play it back. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, it's just a He, he comes song. on and he's like, my favorite movie of all time is The Strangers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Peter. <laughs> I love The Strangers. <laughs> oh. Liv Tyler is ugly. Oh, yeah. He just ranted about Liv Tyler. I forgot about that. <laughs> the, um, but yeah, so as this half of the movie, we get all the the missing pieces, but from Helen's perspective mm-hmm. of you know when she's at the pool, she overhears Birdie talking about the scandal of that's coming out about her sweatsuits being made in a sweatshop, Bangladesh, in Bangladesh, and that Miles wants her to take the take the blame for it, so he doesn't get any negative press, and then you know she overhears. Um, that both the power plant and the rocket ship have been approved by Catherine Hahn's governor character and the scientist. So they're already in. And so she's kind of heard about the dangerous new clear thing. So we hear that. We have her run in with Whiskey, where we actually learned Whiskey's like just a genuinely nice person. She's just kind of strapped well, to this situation. What, what I took her as is step one in becoming these people right like she if she's not Mm. careful she'll become them. yeah it sounded like in the beginning when they were at the glass onion like they were fine they were good enough people and then you know their pursuit of power corrupted them and for her i mean she was she was doing that you know like she's still like i hate you know i read your court case and i hate what they did to you you, but then she's still playing the game right like she's still getting on edward norton right but it's it's interesting and i i i like this narratively where through that conversation she basically uh helen basically eliminates her as a suspect oh yeah and once that happened i like i got on board with it completely like i didn't do a whole like oh that's what they want you to think because it was really her the whole time it does a good job of like using helen as a perspective 
as the audience to be like a final, okay, it's not her. Yeah. It's not, you know what I mean? Like go through the checklist. I appreciated that. But yeah, I do, I do laugh. Like I said in the beginning, it is her going through people's rooms, like in Clue, mm-hmm. searching mm-hmm. for clues, <laughs> marking her notepad of like who could be, who had motive, opportunity, which are the rules. It's every one of them. And then she's like, this never happens in Clue. And he's like, because Clue's stupid. <laughs> I love that, um, yeah, the scene where she drinks, because she drinks the kombucha not knowing it's hard kombucha. Yeah. And she, we had been told earlier that she doesn't drink, so that's why she's having a hard time walking and tripping through. But I like the Blanc joke of, like, you need to take up drinking. You're on a You're roll right this. now. Yeah. yeah. Just such a weird scene when you first see it. You're like, what is going on? Which I guess is the point. You're right. Supposed to be it like, stands out. Is odd. And then we get our Serena Williams cameo that made me oh, laugh. Yeah, I where forgot about like, that. You scene. paid for the hour. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. well, and they're talking about all this stuff, and she's just sitting there, apparently hearing it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She, <laughs> that would have been funny if that was what leaked. They should have done something. Like, you know, when eventually it's the word gets out that Andy's dead. Like that's what the Google alert stuff. What if it was Serena Williams reports? You know what I mean? Like she ratted them out. How funny <laughs> that would have been, but that's not what happened. I did see someone had said in uh, one of the reviews that Seren- the book Serena Williams is reading is the book Blanc calls bullshit on somebody because nobody's read that book. Like they make a point about some book and knives out that nobody's read that book. And that's like one of the tells of someone was full of shit. <laughs> and Serena Williams is reading the book while she's like waiting. <laughs> War and Peace or something like that. No, it was like some- Gravity Wells or something. Yeah, it's something like that. But uh, I, I liked that. I appreciated that. And I like the fax. Did we talk about the fax machine that it gets everything via fax? Mm-hmm. But I like that there's a fax machine in the workout room. They can see. Because he doesn't have a phone. Yeah, because he doesn't have a phone. So all these fax machines would legitimately leave a actual paper trail. Yeah. Not just the expression, but he no. actually has <laughs> a paper trail. <laughs> there's That's brilliant. But um, so, yeah, they're able to put that together and it becomes down to them figuring out that everyone has a motive because oh i guess we skipped over the whole motive of the napkin because we figure out what happened during the trial which is that it became andy told miles no on clear that they weren't going to go forward with clear and it became a lawsuit and they kicked her out of the company so she sued over that and the idea was over intellectual property of the initial idea that started Alpha. Mm-hmm. And she didn't have the proof because she didn't keep the napkin she wrote everything down on. So we find out all the friends testified that Miles had written down the idea on a napkin. And that's why she hates all them and she, they betrayed her and stuff like that. But she found the napkin in her house later and that she had sent an email, which is the one dumb Andy move, Andy, I would if I was in Andy's situation, I would not have sent an email being like, "I found it." Yeah, yeah, but and then keep it at your house. Yeah, like that's one of those like safety deposit. Give it to a lawyer. Like, yeah, on yeah. news of my death or disappearance. Yeah, release this. You know, like, come on, we've all seen these movies. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But yeah, so that's the idea: is the the napkins missing with the that was in the red envelope, and so they're looking for the red envelope, hoping that it's still around, but that Miles got sent that fax. From the email, so we know Miles knows about the email, and ever or yeah, and the email and the napkin and all that stuff. So that's part of the new added mystery of what they're looking for, because that can be proof of what happened and help set up the motive. So I got a fun 
fun aside, one, the flashback to the glass onion, terrible job. They all look the same. Oh, yeah, uh, they're trying to make the them same. look younger yeah. or whatever. But we noticed what Edward Norton was wearing. Oh, he was dressed like Magnolia. He was dressed like Tom Cruise from Magnolia. And then uh, what his painting was? Oh, the Fibonacci sequence? No, no, no. The painting of Edward Norton. Oh, uh, isn't that a Kanye West or something? So, no. So the the shirtless one is Brad Pitt's body from Fight Club. Oh, it's just with his no. head on it. That's actually really funny. That's funny. I, like I that. didn't notice that. Yeah. Because I, I did pick up on that, though. Of Tyler. Like, during the flashbacks, the, when we're first introduced to Edward Norton, he's got the long hair. He's it, it, exactly what Tom Cruise is wearing in Magnolia, where he's the, um, the like, self-help charlatan guru guy. So, like, that's the first visual clue of, like, he's a... He's a fraud. Yeah, he's a fraud. But... Uh, then, then when we see him later after the company's successful, he's dressed exactly like Steve Jobs. Like they do a good job of like having him move visually into these different areas that they need him to be. And like in the scene where he's dressed like Steve Jobs, she says the visual distortion field ends now, mm-hmm. and that's like a famous thing apparently about Steve Jobs was he had this distortion field of like he wouldn't hear the answers he didn't want to hear. Yeah. So he would just shut everything down. And so it became like coined with Steve Jobs. So they do the idea of associating that with Miles. Well, it's also funny the way that the script was written about who Miles is, is since he just copies other people. Like, right. For all we know, Miles really was trying to be Steve Jobs. He's like, yeah, this is who I am now. Yeah. And that's and that's what I appreciated about with all the name drops and the cameos that are associating with the real world, like this world. It makes that very believable that he is just riffing off of these already successful people. And so, doing it worse. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of like the Theranos thing of like Elizabeth Holmes wearing the black turtleneck because of Steve Jobs. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's that vibe. And I loved it. I loved it, John. John's over there just staring at me like crazy. Yeah. John has spent the last hour shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that's new information. We find it basically puts everything together of like what happened with this friend group. Now it's time to figure out who murdered who for why. And then I, I, I don't think there's any more clues because she's gone through the rooms. Yeah, and then, you know, we see her... Uh, is this this is after Batista's dead now? Yeah, Batista's dead because then whiskey comes in, and then they have that misunderstanding. Yeah, they have the mis the misunderstanding, Isn't which there... because before Batista was dead, she storms out. We see from her perspective when she stormed out of that dinner scene earlier. She storms out, runs into whiskey, and says, "Whiskey, you should dump his ass." Yeah, leaves, and then when she's in whiskey in Duke's room, whiskey comes in crying. About Duke being dead, because she's like, how am I going to tell his mom, all this stuff? And Helen has misinterpreted this as she broke up with him. So then now the misunderstanding happens, and now Whiskey thinks Helen killed Duke. She's grabbed that spear gun. Don't we also get a misdirect of Lionel walking down the hallway or something where, like where Andy was in the bedroom. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Edward Norton. I feel like there are a few moments. There's a few moments where you think someone's looking for Andy slash Helen to kill them. but Well, they all were looking for Andy. Right. But I just mean in the sense of what John's talking about. There's a bunch of cameras were like, oh, it could be them because they're looking for 
you know. And there's like with the gun stuff, there's a lot of scenes like that where like with the gun being missing, there's a moment where Catherine Hahn and Duke bump into each other that is very intentionally set up to where that could have been she pulled it. You know what I mean? And for all I know, they filmed it as if she pulled it to add, like we were saying with the drink, add more footage of intentional, like, cheating Mr. X almost. But, uh, yeah, so, like, her running away from whiskey is when she runs into Blanc. And then we finally see that side of it because it's them having the conversation. Full circle. Yeah, like, I searched everywhere. Can't find the envelope. It has to be somewhere else. And then... We get that whole breakdown, and then she gets shot again. But then we find out that the notebook she was using caught the bullet, which I have to say I am. That is a trope. I'm kind of, I'm kind of done. Little with. convenient. Mm. Uh, I thought, I, I thought it was gonna be revealed that she had a bulletproof vest on because uh, Blanc had given her, like, because she was prepared to. Yeah, get they were planning on that. Her. That oh, would have been yeah. good. But and then they just have the dumb and dumber joke of the. But what if he shot you in the face? <laughs> <laughs> that was a risk we were willing to take. <laughs> The uh, yeah, and then the Jeremy hot to get him to hot cry. sauce. Yeah, comes back in to make the blood and to put in his it's eyes. Funny. And he says shit balls. <laughs> 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 that was one of the hardest my I'd seen my mom laugh in the movie was when he says shit balls. I just my mom started going, What did he say? The <laughs> shit balls? Like That's a great impersonation. <laughs> so my mom sounds just like this. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> I know. The uh but yeah, so we see Andy is actually alive. So then we find out Blanc... <laughs> Andy's not dead. She's very alive. <laughs> oh, yeah, Andy slash Helen. But uh, so we find out that Blanc leading them up for the the big reveal is more misdirection so Andy can find the envelope. Mm-hmm. And they think it's in the glass onion that he would hide it somewhere more obvious. This is when the Mona Lisa thing finally got annoying to me, though. Yeah, because there's a lot. when they're talking about all the places it could be, like the envelope, and they keep showing um, it. Yeah. And they yeah. keep oh, showing the, the thing. Mona I'm Lisa. like, oh, he hit it behind the Mona Lisa. And it's like uber protected. Yeah, because it's uber protected. That'd be the place you hide it. And no, it's behind a Fibonacci painting thing that also has a photo of all of them at the Glass Onion. And it's still in the envelope. Like he kept all of it together. Yeah. And that's annoying. But I will say I love this this final reveal, this breakdown. Like, Nothing beats Clue, in my opinion, in terms of mystery breakdowns. That's one of my absolute favorites, just how fun it is. But this one's pretty good. Oh, yeah, because it's, it's almost an anti. Like, yeah, it's it's him, like, venting. It's not even, like, oh, a Maddie. breakdown. Yeah. It's so like, mad. Him ranting around just being like, this is so stupid. Which is the opposite of the dinner party, which was fun, because mm-hmm. it was you know, written by Gillian Flynn. Like, wow, how yeah. cool is that? But then this is, like, just legitimately, it's so Stupid. <laughs> so dumb. And just, yeah, the what's the ingredients to a Cuban breeze? And he's like, pineapple juice. It was just pineapple juice. It is whiskey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, we find out like, yeah, Miles intentionally poiled Duke, ah, poisoned Duke with his drink because Miles had killed Andy. And almost pancaked Duke. Yeah, leaving, leaving the house, the leaving the scene. And Duke had known that. But then when he, he, well, he didn't know he Andy didn't know was Andy dead was dead until he got alerted on yeah. his phone and his mm. numbers, you know, like this changes things. No numbers. Yeah, it's it was just a fake out. Mm. And then that, you know, it also explains why Miles was so shocked to see her there at the um, the dock because she's supposed to be dead, all that stuff. So 
And I like this too of when he's putting it together and he's like, it was poisonous, you killed that. And then he's like, and then it, you always had a gun at hand. And then he just like pauses. And he's like, no, the one, one part of your plan that had any sort of nuance or cleverness, you <laughs> stole from me. And it's just that <laughs> he took the idea of putting the loaded gun with the lights <laughs> off. With the lights off. And it just pisses him off. <laughs> I kept thinking there was going to be one more twist that like it seemed because at this point it's like everything's on the table. Well, yeah, but this movie it, it well, catches itself. It's so dumb but it's written in the movie to be dumb. Yeah, right, but it, there true. is one more twist. It's just not like a mystery twist. The final twist of the movie is because, you know, Helen comes down. Well, this is also dumb. Well, so it, it tells them off, you know, that they have the the napkin and things yeah. like that. And how do you know it's real? And it's like, well, because the glass zone closes nine years ago, and this has a random stamp that we can't impersonate somehow with yeah. billions of dollars. <laughs> There's no way to put glass onion <laughs> on your dumbass napkin. And then, of course, Edward Norton lights that son of bitch on fire, how? and it's gone. How do you let him within four feet of you, you idiot? Right. And all the while, the Mona Lisa thing's still going off. Yeah. So it just pissed me off. I'm like, yeah. it's very that's dumb. a red herring that is annoying the shit out of me. But the the, yeah. the light in the napkin on fire is really, like, this movie did not need to be another 10 minutes. Right, but, and I'll explain. Like, I get this. I'm not fully sold on it, but I, I get this next part. But it's Helen starts breaking all the glass shit that's around the room that's been in there the entire time. She's breaking it down. It's like a very cathartic, like, tantrum almost and then the rest of the quote-unquote disruptors start doing it too being like yeah fuck you miles yeah, miles you suck yeah you but then, suck. and then they stop and then they stop but she keeps going and they're like, whoa whoa yeah they're like calm calm down <laughs> she keeps breaking stuff destroying stuff and they're starting to get mad at she her she destroys the pineapple thing that mm. the drinks are right the evidence she destroys the glass well, piano big, yeah oh uh, yeah i think that belonged to liberace i was <laughs> i was wondering if they were going to say something like that but and then she goes for the mona lisa because she's starting setting shit on fire goes for the mona lisa or whatever and turns off the safety regulation that miles had installed that we saw earlier on the clown head thing then she takes the thing of clear that Le- LeBlanc that Blanc had <laughs> in his jacket. And it's like you know, gave her to you know what to do to walk away to know what got your sister to walk away or whatever. Yeah, you know, like yeah. And I so feel like he should have been a little more direct, just in case she didn't get it. He uh, handed it to her. He handed. Yeah, it but it, to what her. he said was a little cryptic. Like he should have just said, "Use this to blow up the island." Well, I don't think he, I don't think <laughs> I don't think his idea was use it to blow up the island. I think his idea was like you could still go at him. Because this is a bad idea. You know what I mean? Like, really? I, I don't think he was like, blow the island up. I think he was, because he was sitting there watching it the whole time. That's a good point. With uh, Daryl. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> Daryl, I love Daryl. But, um, yeah, you know, she's destroying shit, and once the fire's there, and then she throws that little stone thing into the fire. The Hindenburg. The Hindenburg, yeah. <laughs> since we know the whole island's run on it, there is an explosion. It destroys the Mona Lisa. Everyone gets out of there safely. Somehow. Somehow. Because that's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Zero casualties. Yeah. Then, you know, Miles does his whole, like, I'm, I hope you're happy with your tantrum because it accomplished nothing. He said, your miracle solution just destroyed the world's most famous painting, dumbass. And so, like, it is like a cathartic thing of, like, aha, he's finally going to get his because his big idea isn't going to work. And he destroyed the Mona Lisa, all this different stuff. But I also get the idea, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, but it's the fact that she was the only disruptor. Yeah. 
right? Because like mm. they all disrupted to a point, but they didn't break the system, as Miles put it in his speech earlier. They rode coattails of right. Else. They they went super far, destroying all the stuff, but they even stopped. It was all stuff Miles can replace. It wasn't like detrimental to Miles, but she went the actual route of disruption, which is she blew up the whole system. So Miles can't get away with it now because nothing the other ones were doing would have affected Miles, but she did. So I get that was the point, was that she was the only disruptor. Mm-hmm. And you know that's what, how the movie ends is with that idea. But she I could have still done that with the napkin. Right. I, I kind of agree with you where I, I would have preferred it to... It would have been simple, but I would have preferred that level of wrap-up and just have it be... Like ending with that note of LeBlanc still, or damn it, LeBlanc <laughs> being mad Said it again. that it was so stupid. <laughs> was that the final twist you're talking about? Yeah, was that's the, the final twist. Is the napkin gets burned because uh, okay. you expect that that's the ending. It's like, oh, she's yeah. got the proof. She can take down Miles. She can prove that you know he killed her. All this different stuff. This that whole scene of her knocking stuff over felt a little like cheesy to me. It I did. don't know. It didn't feel as like ah, she's finally g-. like I wasn't just like on board. Like, well, it really was a tantrum. Well, it was a tantrum, and I was more just wondering where it was going. So when it ultimately gets to its conclusion, yeah, I, I got was, it. That was all preamble to allow her to destroy the alcohol and set it on fire, right? And yeah, to be able to burn the house down, and then the sprinklers the, went off, but didn't do anything, right? Because it's a gas, you know, basic science should explain that. Lionel should have known that. Well, well Lionel the, puts the it original together. the original <laughs> fire wasn't a gas. No, no, I just mean the the thing that would have prevented the sprinklers wouldn't have prevented the explosion because yeah, the gas is in the air. Just well, so it wouldn't was clear, right? But this was this was pre that. Oh, I guess you're right. She I lit guess the alcohol on fire, which would be harder to put out with water. Yeah, yeah. You, you would have put that out. Yeah, but just kidding. I guess. But yeah, like so that, and that's like the message, kind of of the movie. Or I, I wouldn't say the. I don't think this movie has like a message. Message, but that was the idea. Don't kill people. Was the idea <laughs> thesis was that you know what true disruption is kind of mindset. We all learned something. We all learned something. And today. to tell the truth. Yeah. Tell the but, truth. Yeah, it, but it was still fun. I I agree. I think you cut out the destruction and the blowing of the house and just have it be the napkin and it wrap it up that way. Um, and maybe have, like, you could have had it because they, they, I mean, they have it on the steps where it's the friends go like, I saw the napkin or whatever. They all basically say they're going to go back on what they said in court and everything like that. I think you can do that. Well, the they, other way they, too. Cause when he burned it and he's like, what'd you see? And they're like, I didn't see anything. And then they're like, I actually did see something. You're yeah. just kidding. 10 minutes ago. I saw you burn it. Yeah. Like, and I get that is, but I, I just mean you can still have that with the napkin not being burned and just have it be like them coming forward admitting that, that they, they were wrong. That they themselves. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> that they should have said, for Andy. For Andy. For, for Andy. Yeah. For yeah. Andy. Like each of them come but forward. But like you can give them some sort of. For Andy. Some sort <laughs> yeah. of. not Because redemption is <laughs> the wrong word, but you know what I mean? Some yeah. sort of. Reconciliation. Reconciliation, yeah. Mm. Mm. But. It's a good word. I don't know. <laughs> But I'm excited. I'm excited for, you know, Daniel Craig says he'll keep doing them if Ryan Johnson keeps wanting to make them. The paychecks keep coming in. Yeah, I'm excited to see. I'm trying to see if I wrote down any. Well, he said the next movie is going to be in the next one. So Ryan Johnson's next movie is the next. Oh, yeah, he did say. Yeah. Oh, good for you, Ryan. I hope Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in it. I'm sure he will be. 
Oh, I was trying to read through my notes to see if we if I skipped over anything that I liked. Oh, I like when um, in the flashback starts the he's like any ideas you have of you know doing this or that you buttress them you buttress them right now like you just keep I'm trying saying, to buttress it's really hard to buttress <laughs> he says buttress so much I was like I kind of want to start using that but I feel like it just will not fly unless you say it with like a really southern twang that was funny that was very buttress funny them. and then she's like I can't do that and you're like buttress what you buttress I them. you buttress them <laughs> um, oh I laughed pretty hard when he's doing the initial when Blanc's doing the initial breakdown of how dumb Miles is when he's breaking down the like he keeps using the wrong words, like nothing about him makes sense. The GNC. Yeah, that's the. <laughs> I love Catherine Hans. I laughed oh, at that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is the Aegean. <laughs> yeah, her putting it together, like all that stuff. I laughed really hard at the um, Miles visited you in New York, whiskey for your birthday and gave you that necklace. But you're a Taurus. She's like, oh, I am. <laughs> yeah. She has the like uh, Capricorn or whatever shit on it. That made me laugh pretty hard. Just her response of, oh, I am. Like she's like actually happy about <laughs> someone, someone knows. knows. <laughs> <laughs> that made me that made me laugh. But yeah, I think that's really all I had. Oh no, the other thing was, did you catch the there's only one James Bond reference in this? And I think it's the same reference they make in uh Knives Out. Um He's wearing... Oh, yeah, the Omega. Yeah, he's wearing an Omega. That's what Bond wears, or Daniel Craig's Bond wears. Mm. And so I thought that was a nice kind of touch. But uh, other than that, I didn't really have any other notes. The car falling off the roof and inside was terrible. (laughs) Yeah, that didn't look... (laughs) Is that visually terrible? Awful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, everything with it, I still enjoyed i still had fun it was very much a fun movie and really my only critique is basically what we just said the last you know few minutes i would just get rid of and just have the napkin be the solution because i think it hits the point more of like this whole thing was done like miles is that dumb that's what gets him caught is something as simple as he should have just destroyed the napkin when he got it you know what i mean yeah like you kept the envelope yeah like it's I just think that hits harder than the disruptor thing at the end. But uh, other than that, I think it, my only changes would just be what we've touched on of when you're they're doing the misdirect. I wish it wasn't as cheating, but yeah. I I enjoyed the flashback and nonlinear style halfway through the movie. I will say that it's just they could have done that and not had it be as cheating. John, what I, about you? Yeah, the movie is worth your free time, I think. It's it's fun, and the mystery is actually intriguing. Um, and I think that the end, I also agree, that's how I would fix it. I wonder if there if there is a way to get him caught another way where like he burned the napkin, but then Daniel Craig's character still had found evidence somehow, like with the the suicide, quote unquote, like he caught oh, him he another way. Like he's like, actually I have this proof over here that you were dumb in like this crime yeah, that you committed and there's so, like, another I way you. of proving how dumb he is right yeah. i would have enjoyed that more than i didn't like the burning and the breaking glass and i guess they were giving andy her moment of or andy's sister her moment of helen yeah. um being being vindictive but i the ending was kind of lost me a little bit yeah. but it's fun i Worth thought they would time. bring back the recorder that helen had put into the purse into like birdie's purse. i thought like 
Blanc was trying to get him to keep saying things that he had done, and then they're going to be like, we don't even need the napkin because we've got the mm-hmm. recorder. Mm-hmm. And it's oh, yeah, I, I waited for that, too. I waited yeah, for a that moment of good. Uh, Aunt, uh, Helen or Blanc saying, Bertie, can I see your purse? And she's like, yeah, and the, the recorder's still in there. And so she's Why didn't they do that? I don't know. That seems like an easy... Or, you know, they had their phones. I mean, you can record it. I mean, it's just like... I would have enjoyed that more. Who knows, man? But, uh, yeah. I thought it was fun. Yeah, very fun. Yeah. I didn't think, like, again, nothing was hidden in plain sight. It just wasn't plain sight. I don't know if that was, like, part of the movie. I think it was, because um, it was it was vef- definitely a different style of mystery in terms of how things were hidden than Knives Out, which made me think it was intentional. Because the second time through the night, when we see it from Helen's, Helen's perspective, Edward Norton has the gun. Yes. It's very obvious. It's in his hands. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. And yeah, I, I didn't like the the adding adding shots to scenes we'd seen already, um, but I did love the the idea of going back and being like, here's here's LeBlanc from Phase One. Right. He, he was already in Phase Two by the time we see him uh, the first time. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm cool with those Mister X. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was definitely fun, worth your free time. I'm excited for the next one. Yeah, I'm excited for the it's next one too. Me, me too. Good old time. murder mystery. It's a good time. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, it's. It's like, I don't mean this is like an insult. I feel like this is one of those mysteries that it's like a beach read mystery. It's not some like in-depth, like... Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, it's it's that fun beach read as opposed to like something like Sharper Objects. That's like, you read that book and it's so heavy and you're trying to solve the mystery. You know what I mean? It's that like... Yeah, Mayor of Easttown. A little more lighthearted. Right, yeah, where it's... It's, it's, that it's just, fun. It's fun. Okay. Yeah, yeah listeners, go on vacation. Watch this movie. <laughs> Don't wear a mask. Don't be yeah. a red, what a shill or whatever. Red pill. Let's do this. Sorry, feminist. We like boobs. The what else did they say? <laughs> be a disruptor. Oh, we did skip over some of Bertie's classic lines in the the reveal where she's like trying to help, and then the like like what you had referenced earlier. They're like, "What is no, reality?" So like when when Helen's going through the rooms or whatever, it's like she's got LSD and yes. some of the tabs are missing. She's she's tripping. She is balls. tripping <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, and when we did skip over, I had in my notes though. My favorite Daryl line is the when uh, Helen goes into that room, like is the next room to search, and it's Daryl's room, and he's just like chilling there smoking. Do you want to like, hang yeah. out? She she's like gone already. And it's, <laughs> you want to hang out? Or? Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, that that made me laugh. I was trying to think in that moment what what does Daryl do. Like, I guess things are blowing up. Days, you know, like I didn't oh. see, I didn't see a computer, I didn't see books. Like he's, he's just, just getting, sitting, he's just drinking and getting high. I mean, yeah, he's going through some stuff. <laughs> yeah, let him be, man. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I like that we're all on the same page. I definitely worth your free time. For um, sure. I told Peter the other day or last night Sorry, that John. I was curious if he would like this just because of how heavy-handed the characters are in terms of their stereotypes and like the roles they're fitting, I could, I could have seen a version where Peter didn't like it because it was too on the nose and he got annoyed by it. They but just didn't harp on it too much past the first 15 minutes. Past the introduction. You know, like it what that didn't just keep getting brought up. And then the only one they kept coming back to really was birdie, uh, which was fun. Yeah. I loved the sweatshop sweatpants. That's, that's my favorite part. That is a genuinely well done joke. And then, I thought yeah, for Peg sure. being like, "We're gonna, we're gonna half apologize. Yeah, uh, we're just gonna go silent for a little while. Yeah. You're gonna, yeah, all this stuff." <laughs> it's like, 
Tell me you didn't think <laughs> sweatshops. Peg, it where sounds they made like sweatsuits. Peg has been on every one of these trips because she's been with Birdie for ten years, and yes. that's how long this has been going on. You know, this this it's the ninth trip that they've done. Oh yeah, and he doesn't remember her name. <laughs> yeah. She's there every year. That's an yeah. I caught that too. That's an added amazingness. And she comes in halfway Peg. through Blanc's explanation. She's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yeah. Peg is also riding the coattails of somebody else's well, success. Kate Hudson. Yeah, yeah but, but like. All her, everyone that has a job like Peg's does that. Like she's her, um, it's like a weird her PR like, person. Yeah, it's like her. It's it's also one of those weird dynamics where they're they're basically friends, but she works for them. you know. It's that weird power dynamic that's not great, but is you know you see that a lot where Peg's putting out a fire. Years. Oh no, what else? What else did you say this time? <laughs> it's like no, not no, not that. No, not that. It's another fire. Fire extinguisher. I'm just saying she's not different from the other characters. Oh yeah, no one. Is. Her motives are no one is. Yeah. My my final thoughts on this though is um, weirdly I enjoyed this movie too because there were just a lot of people I was excited to see doing movies like Edward Norton. I was excited to see Kate Hudson. I was excited to see um, even though he was in it for a second, Hugh Grant. Ethan Hawke. Yeah, Ethan Hawke. Both those people are super excited. Make me smile. So, it, it, yeah, it just was fun. I'm happy Daniel Craig is doing, like, a fun role now that he's done with James Bond. So, you know, all around good. And I'm like you said, Peter, I'm excited for the next one. Yeah. I know we haven't picked a theme, but... Uh, no theme, just movies. Yeah, just we're movies. just going to do movies. Just doing films, brothers. Are we doing films or are we doing movies? Because that's different. Uh. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, just remember, follow us at TMFD Podcast on Twitter and, or email us at tmftpodcast at gmail.com or uh, don't it's or don't life. do it yeah do what you want be a disruptor you know well in that case it would be to email us yeah that's true <laughs> disrupt the flow should we get a fax machine that'd be fun you do need something in this house i do <laughs> a new recording location yeah. let us oh, know yeah. your feedback on the acoustics watch it this is another one that's just gonna sound awful <laughs> oh okay we'll see you next time just close out i don't have anything